Welcome to Benview on Spielberg. I am your resident Spielberg apatheticist, Matt Benson. And I'm the resident Spielberg fanatic, Justin Kizan. We got a we got a doozy today. Yeah. In more ways than one, <laughs> which is why uh, Marge Gunderson from Fargo just walked into the room. <laughs> um, the film we're here today to discuss mm-hmm. is uh, E.T., the extraterrestrial, mm-hmm. and his adventures on Earth, which right. according to Doug Benson is the full title, which is not actually the full title, it's the title of the novelization. <laughs> um, I didn't know that, it's funny. Yeah. Before we before we go into that, <laughs> I would like to, um, for, I, I would like to restate our purpose on this, <laughs> of this podcast. Yeah, no, please. Uh, and I don't even know if we, I, I say restate, uh, I know we've said this to each other, I don't know mm-hmm. if we've ever fully stated this to the audience, the purpose of this show. Yeah, I, well, it's like, it's, let's remind them, because it's yeah. been like, it's a monthly show, so yeah. it's, we're episode, what, nine now? Uh, something like that. Yeah. So it's, it's a, let's refresh them. Yeah. Um, this, you know, there's a re- I, 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 the reason I call myself a uh, Spielberg apatheticist and not a Spielberg hater, and maybe apatheticist isn't even the right word, mm-hmm. but, you know, he has movies that I love, he has movies that I hate, and he has a lot of movies that I haven't even seen. So for me, this is a journey of discovery. Mm-hmm. That's, that is my purpose going into this show. Is to discover things about to discover Spielberg films I haven't seen before, and maybe discover new sides of uh, Spielberg films that I had said opinions on, mm-hmm. which is why you yeah. are my handy guide through the experience, right? As someone who has loved Spielberg all your life, right? And and you, I would say, fair to say, you are also looking at and, and trying to make fresh new discoveries. Agree about no, the films, no, definitely, and also look at films with a better eye. In yeah. a different eye. A critical eye. A critical eye. A current, a current eye. Yeah. To be more a accurate. contemporary yeah. critical eye. So with great example, Close Encounters, um, yeah. I was surprised how much I admired it but more than loved it. Yeah. And it surprised me how much, I, and that's almost controversial to say, because yeah. I know how much that movie has impacted so many people. Yeah. But even I, as I uh, watched it now, you, I just kind of, I was. You don't have I, to worry about being the controversial yeah. one this episode. Well, but this is the thing, yeah. With Close Encounters, though, it was definitely, I was surprised, and I'm like, well, I should not tell people that I have some problems <laughs> with that one. <laughs> um, so, but. Uh, <laughs> so keep in mind that that yeah, is my goal. The, no, that is the mission statement of the show. Yeah, that's the mission statement, and that yeah. is. Openly and honestly, what I was trying to do when I revisited E.T. for this episode. Okay. I went in wanting to like it, wanting to see what everyone apparently sees in this film, and what I, even now, with my contemporary, current, critical eye, cannot see, because I'm here to confess to you, America, my name is Matt Benson, and I don't like E.T. <laughs> Um, uh. and I will say, it it was it was kind of starting to win me over. Et, mm-hmm. I was liking a lot of the early parts of this film. Okay, and then it gets to the part of the film mm-hmm. that I hate, okay. that I've always hated, okay. and that in fact makes me hate the film as a whole. And 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 damn it, if that didn't happen again this time. I, um, here's the funny thing, right? Like I've been. When we decided to do the show, it's kind of weird to be kind of doing a history. Yeah. Uh, but I think the reason I want to bring up the history is that I was almost wondering, like, oh, wow, like, how much does Matt like? Because I didn't know. Yeah. And what surprised me in the several episodes we've done so far is Matt likes more Spielberg than I thought. Yeah. Or appreciates more. Well, yeah. More, so you th- thought until now. <laughs> well, well like, to be fair, but that's a lot of movies. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of things we've watched between the first episode to now. Yes. Um, And I... Well, actually, truth be told, I was ready for like, all right, like it, I guess the throwdown's gonna be close. 
And it turned out that like, we've actually been very agreeable in the show. Yeah. A lot. And I actually, when, <laughs> to, let's, to give you a little, like, making the sausage. Yeah. Uh, Matt texted me last night. Yeah. To, like, basically said, uh, so... I, I don't like the movie still. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to which I kind of laugh and I went, you know what? Let's spice it up because we've been agreeable so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would, yeah, there were two episodes where it seemed like we might disagree beforehand, mm-hmm. which was uh, Close Encounters in 1941. Yeah. Where we both kind of went in not really knowing what the other thought. Yeah. And then it turned out we'd super agreed on both of those. Yeah, no, specifically like 1941. Yeah. Surprised me at how much like, oh, wow, we straight up have the same exact feelings <laughs> <Yeah>. on that <laughs> one. <laughs> Um, and that's one where I didn't even see the film all the way through. Yeah. And so I was like, I had no attachment to that movie. So, <laughs> so as you, as you, as you clearly stated your opinion on the film. Um, yeah. And How do it, you feel about it? Well, <laughs> um, so I am Justin Kizan yeah. and I still love the film, <laughs> but I will, uh, I'll get into further, but I will, I will say not as much. Oh, I like the sound of that. <laughs> as I did when I was 10. Okay. But was that when you first saw it when you were 10? I would say no. No, it's this is again, this is this is where it gets a little kind of personal now, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I've told you like Spielberg is for me as as my entire life when I was growing up, movies and Spielberg were synonymous to each other. Yeah. Um and ET was as weird as it would sound, ET's always been there. Yeah. Like I don't remember when I first saw it. That's the truth. Yeah. I must have seen it when I was younger. I must have seen it before I even really had mental thoughts of it. It's like just... me with Star Wars, kind of. Yeah, no, exactly. And I don't... And for the listener, if they can hear it, I believe someone is playing a guitar in the next room over. So if you don't mind, a little... So they're, they're the little, little mood music well, for It's you. not bad. It's kind yeah. of chilling us out. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which we may need. <laughs> but um, I... It's weird, because I you can tell you specifically when I found... When my brother told me to when to watch... When my brother had me watch Star Wars for the first time. But mm-hmm. I, E.T. has always been there. Yeah. In that weird way. So I just like, E.T.'s a movie. E.T.'s movies. That's my yeah. head was. So I will not lie that that's, that's going to imprint in me like a chick. Like a baby sure. chick. So yeah. it's, it's, it's hard for me to separate that. Yeah, and you I was, look at E.T. and you just think, Mama. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. To a certain degree, yeah. And like, I was born the year after E.T. came out. So yeah. it's it's not hard. I to... was born in the radical 90s <laughs> where we had skateboards <laughs> and, and ska and, music. And, and <laughs> <laughs> Two things that I hate, by the way. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you and your 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 scam is your real big fish and your. <laughs> oh, I hate real big fish so much. Uh, uh, I don't though. That's a weird part again. That's, that's a separate again, show. Weird. Yeah, we'll get into that later. That's a separate show of its own. Um, um so I do, but I like I said, I I do still uh, love ET. But uh, we'll go into further why I don't. You know, while we go into the, throughout the film, well, I won't. Okay. I will say that I love the movie still, but not to the blinding love. Yeah. like Jaws and Raiders has. And maybe the, I'm on the sort of mirror journey mm-hmm. where I still hate the film, <laughs> but I can recognize it has parts of it are good and well-made. Okay. I've, I'm on the opposite end of the journey over here. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we, now we've done enough padding in yeah. the beginning. I mean, people are, I mean, a certain amount of people are going to be angry at me no matter what. <laughs> I think you just take a victory lap because you know, the, the, the people who listen are going to be on your side. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm the lone wolf here charging in. I believe a uh, friend of the friend of the show, Andrew Lindy, is on my side. But I, I think he. Might, oh really? Yeah. Okay. I think he might be the only ally having this fight though. <laughs> well, it is Benview. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So to be fair, yeah. Benview as an institution is anti-ET. <laughs> um. Okay. So um, let's let's dive into the film. Dive into the film. First first scene, we got a ship is in the woods. Mm-hmm. 
there's some weird glowing mushrooms everywhere mm-hmm. and a bunch of little aliens mm-hmm. running around with, with glowing tummies. Right. Uh, um, and one of them is E.T. Right. I mean, technically, they're all E.T.s. But, but they're all extraterrestrials. But, but specifically. Yeah, yeah one is the E.T. that we like. That we are following in the film, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's some, some, some dudes in trucks yep. as well are there kind of spying in on these E.T.s. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't see their faces. No. And that's a, that's going to be a running thing throughout the for most of the film. True, right? Confirmed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, uh, so the the truck dudes, they uh, they scare all the ETs off, except for one, right? Who is scared but does not quite make it back to the ship. Mm-hmm. He's kind of left behind. Yes, mm-hmm. much like Nicolas Cage, in the or 20- Kirk Cameron, or Kirk Cameron. <laughs> if you're an old school guy, <laughs> uh, ET is left behind. Um, there's a moment here, so the ship takes off. ET is mm-hmm. gone. There's a moment here, and I don't, I don't want to nitpick here, and I'm uh, gonna try right. to avoid nitpicking. But there's some <laughs> real obvious green screen mm-hmm. when we see the sort of the shot of the of the whole town, right? And then the truck dudes walk in front of it, mm-hmm. and you can see the fuzz on the end of their arms. <laughs> it's 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 weird. It's weird that this is the shot where the green screen shows more than the flying bike sequence later. Mm-hmm. Like that somehow looks better than this scene. Okay, fair. I which don't... I think is odd. Um. Listen, that's not why I hate the film. I know it's, it's not just, why it's just you hate. Something Listen, I we're just, just Matt, get off my you're, back, you're, Matt. You're, I think you're the one bringing the fire more than me at this point. <laughs> um, okay, fine. So yeah, no, that's so weird. No, like yeah. spaceship flies off and and ET is left and going fuck. Yeah, ET is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we see some kids mm-hmm. playing D and D, basically. It, one of them smoking. What is there? It feels like it seemed like there was smoking. One of them was smoking. Oh, I did not notice that. Uh, they're like, but they're playing D and D, yeah, or and, a D and D type game because they yeah. do refer to the head kid as the game master, not <laughs> so, not the dungeon master. Probably not gained the rights to. Yeah, D&D. it's 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 legally distinct from D and D. But it's that era of the '80s where like role playing is yeah. kind of cool. Kind, yeah, it's like kind of it's like bad. It's like it's yeah. like it, it scares your parents. Yeah, like yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, um, we're introduced- and we see like there's a bit where one of the kids is like gonna touch Elliot's mom's ass. Yeah, like it's like these are these are rowdy kids. <laughs> these are some ro- <laughs> some rowdy yeah. rambunctious children playing yeah. role playing games. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, we're introduced in this scene. Elliot. Yep. His brother Mike. Yep. And Mike's friends, who I don't know except for C. Thomas Hell. Sure. Is one of them. He went on to be in other things. As other things. Yeah. Future outsider. Sure. Um, but they're all hanging out and they all convinced Elliot to like, oh, hey, man, like, Elliot wants to play. Elliot wants to be part of the game. Yeah. And because he's sadly the middle child. Yeah. Classic middle child scenario. And Mick is, uh, Mike is the classic older brother. I don't, you know, oh, you're, you're bothering me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah get, get, get out of here. Get out of here. Um, What's your sibling situation, Justin? I am the baby. You're the baby. Me too. Of the three, two babies. Oh, look at that. Of the two, of the, the baby. <laughs> yeah. So, the, oh, you're the young. So you have the older sister, and then me, yeah. and then that's it. I'm the of children of three, so I'm the third. I'm the baby of 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 a brother with an older sister, older brother. So we're we're looking at Drew Barrymore, and we're related to yeah. her in this. Yeah, film. we <laughs> mostly yeah we we yeah. We, uh, we relate to Gertie, yeah. <laughs> who has not shown up yet. Not I, yet. Not yet. Where is she in this scene? Um, in her room? she's sleeping because it's okay. it's late, right? I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. But they're, they say, hey, we'll let you play the game if you go wait for the pizza man. Fair deal. <laughs> uh, which I guess he's waiting outside for the pizza man because they're not allowed to order pizza. Right. So he can't, the pizza man can't come to the house. Mm-hmm. It's a real, it's a, it's not a great scheme they got going. Because <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know how they're going to hide this pizza from their mom. Like as short of them eating in the backyard, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, Elliot, so Elliot now gets the pizza. He's walking by their, their backyard, yep. by the tool shed, and he hears kind of a... Well, scuttle, in a little the, scuttle in the shed. Mm-hmm. 
So he, he picks up a baseball, which he had taken to sort of keep himself occupied while he's waiting for the pizza. Yep. Uh, tosses it into the shed. Mm-hmm. And what's going on? Something tosses it back. Right. Which, of course, if you're a child, that's terrifying. That's absolutely... Well, a ch- adult, clearly. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, a that's horrifying true. scenario. That's true. <laughs> it really is horrifying. It's like, you don't know what's in there? It's like, yeah. okay, I'm going to throw a ball in there. But and it's the ball... something intelligent enough to throw back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not, yeah. So Elliot stomps on the drops the pizza on the ground stomps on the pizza yeah. runs in screaming this really reminds me of uh jaws to be honest where uh mm-hmm. Brody drops the tooth i, I could picture it saying i had an accident in describing what happened to the pizza <laughs> uh and this i i quite like this segment of the film mm-hmm. which is basically set up it kind of plays like a horror movie it does yeah absolutely um, yeah and it's kind of that uh yeah it, it's that scenario now where it's like yeah just ellie screams grabs you know grabs Mike and the, you know tells Mike like oh we got there's a thing there's a thing yeah. out there or something and Mike being a bunch of idiot teenagers yeah. goes like all right grab some knives yeah they grab some knives if, if, this this was could have been uh, if it had taken a different path this could have been a movie about a bunch of teenagers killing a drifter <laughs> <laughs> oh that'd be a hilarious setup <laughs> yeah. for a different movie where yeah. it's like it looks like it's ET yeah but, but they kill a drifter yeah. <laughs> um but anyway so yeah and Elliot's mom is like what the fuck are you guys doing essentially it's yeah like, she's like god damn it these god, kids are put the knives away knives. Yeah. She, she's got to go out and, and, and make sure they don't kill a drifter right <laughs> so so they go out to the shed mm-hmm. nothing in the shed right but there's some tracks mm-hmm. and again i'm gonna say where this feels like jaws those are as much coyote tracks as chrissy watkins <laughs> was killed by a boating accident right right exactly. like one of the kids i think it's michael it might have mm-hmm. been one of michael's friends like, oh buy a coyote or something and you look at the shit? tracks on the ground and they're so obviously not coyote tracks yeah it's like well clearly yeah it's some no yeah. no like Coyote tracks will have like tiny paws yeah. and whatnot. This is like some big. This is a giant web foot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, a platypus I can maybe buy. Right, <laughs> but not, these are. This was no coyote track. I I have a question for you now. It's a okay. minor question, but the okay. pizza on the ground. <laughs> yeah, Elliot Elliot did step on the pizza, yeah. but still eatable. I'll tell you. I, I was real, I had forgotten that he steps on it, mm-hmm. and I was already concerned when he set it on the ground. <laughs> like, to me, that's already a knock on its eatability, mm-hmm. just that this pa- pa- pizza, right. this, uh, this pizza turned into Forrest Gump for a second. <laughs> this pizza. This, pi- this pizza. <laughs> I, I don't know who I was then. It's been sitting on the ground. Already, I'm worried. I'm going to mm. say, if I'm really hungry, I'll eat the pieces that were not stepped on. Right. Otherwise, you're tossing my pizza out. Okay. That's what fair. about you? Um... The penny, I, I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. If I was a teen, if I was their age, at probably around fourteen. Yeah, I would look at what's still what's edible looking. Yeah, and I grab it. I'll tell you, pizza what's inter- the pizza. I'll tell you what's head. interesting about me mm-hmm. is that <laughs> I would say, I as a twenty-four year old man that I am now, right. I'm more likely to eat the pizza than I was as a teenager. <laughs> I feel like for for whatever reason, I have loosened up on those things as I've grown older. When you realize that the five second rule is bullshit and anything's game. <laughs> yeah, right? There's no rules. Um it's all about it's all about whether or not you feel comfortable really. <laughs> um so no 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 uh, nothing in the garage nothing in the shed. So all the yeah. kids are like, all right, uh, you know, like the mom's pushing them in, pushing them aside, like guys, guys and Get to ha- you know, get back inside. There's something here. Yeah. Um, or is there? Or is there? As is the, the camera pushes back ask. into the, the shed, and we see a hand. Yeah, a little ET hand. Little ET hand. And yeah. we'll cut back. 
And we're done. Done. Cut. We're in the house. It's nighttime. Mm-hmm. I, I like that uh, Elliot sleeps in a bunk bed where the bottom bunk is for the dog. Yeah. I like that. I, I like that a lot. Yeah. I like the dog, I tell you. As much as I don't like this movie at all, Harvey's a real star. Harvey is enjoyable for me from start to end, even it gets into the part of the movie that I don't like. I'm still loving Harvey. Um, and he hears something, so he's he's barking. Right. And again, this feels very horror movie. Like, it feels, right. like it, they're kind of teasing it as if, like, oh, is the thing going to kill the dog? Mm-hmm. Um, Which, knowing the history of where the film originated from mm-hmm. in terms of the process of what they were trying oh, to make yeah. uh, it's almost funny that it does still retain that horror yeah element yeah um if you don't know i'll do a quick thing yeah, um, go. um initially the film was uh initial film that was almost going to be made at one point was a, was a was a movie called night skies and it was a concept that steven came up with uh with kathleen kennedy and they got john sales to do a draft of script and that version of john sales the great amazing john sales who uh wrote a very violent horrific like alien thriller Mm -hmm. and spielberg at that time just felt like "Ah, it's not the movie i want to make so it's funny that a reversion of even though it's clearly his they it's changed immensely from what i'm assuming um it's now it's still funny how that horror element retains in the first act of the film yeah you know a lot of it is legitimately scary reminding us this is the guy who gave you jaws this is the guy who 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 made you freak out at the end of like what people melting in raiders you know it's that guy so he didn't make he's almost making sure that you don't forget that could go fucking south yeah this could could go wrong for elliot (laughs) yeah 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 um so elliot goes out into the cornfields to find to find this alleged coyote <laughs> um uh he goes out with a flashlight and he stumbles upon et who for the first time we hear what i call the et noise the et scream which is you know again i'll, I'll, I'll get to the part where you guys are angry at, at me later but credit where credit's due they have some like e, the big thing that people say about et is that he he's the classic example of he's so ugly he's cute yeah that's what et is yeah that noise is is somehow the audio equivalent of that? It's is that the, true? It's like so grating and annoying <laughs> that it's endearing. <laughs> it, 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 I don't know how they did it, but they it, they pulled something that off. That Ben Burt man, because he's a yeah. sound designer, he's a fucking genius. That dude is, and that yeah, no, the fact that that's exactly how ET sounds. Yeah, is this? You're, that's a great way of putting it. It's like it's it's horrifying. It's annoying yet adorable. Yeah. Who knew that? It's I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, but it is, and they did it. It's a great shot reveal too, because again, it's still kind of. Um, in glimpses, yeah, because he's in he's in the cornfield and there's like lights on him. Yeah. So and he's moving his hands, his mouth. He's no, this he still looks scary. Yeah, he still looks like a horrifying thing. Yeah, and he's a puppet still at this point. So uh, it's this horrifying, weird living raisin brown thing, and it's yeah. horrifying. It's scary. <laughs> it's still at that point of that movie where it's freaky. <laughs> yeah. So of course Elliot rightfully screams and runs away. Yeah. <laughs> as any normal person any, would yeah of course <laughs> mm-hmm. so he goes inside but he's not he's not letting it go right so the next day he gets on his bike mm-hmm. and he decides to go out into the woods to look for this mysterious creature right taking with him a bag of uh let me ask you this yes. what 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 do you call those candies reese's pieces thank god that we don't have to have that argument <laughs> because if you're a person who calls them reese's pieces no you're a maroon i don't, and I don't care for I your choices. This is not a soda and soda thing. This is not a potato potato. They are they, they are, are clearly labeled Reese's pieces. Thank you, Justin. I don't know what is what has gone wrong with half the world that they have some specific form of insanity. Do you where call they them see that. Reese's cups? No, no, you Reese's don't. 
peanut butter cups. Yeah, and henceforth, Reese's the off brand. Henceforth, the continuation of the brand is Reese's Pe- Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're out there and you're calling them Reese's Pieces, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to, how to put it any other way. There's like there's it's a really one guy who's like he the guy doesn't like ET. The guy doesn't like me calling him Reese's Pieces. <laughs> fuck <true>. this podcast. <laughs> well, I, you know, well, we, not, I won't apologize for my <laughs> face. Um, you know that they did try for M and M's. They did, yeah. Yes. And M and M's was like aliens. We don't want our product associated with that. That'll <laughs> never sell. That'll never sell candy. Well. Yeah, I'm glad. Well, you know what, Eminem, you're doing fine, but Reese's Pieces definitely needed a little boost. <laughs> yeah, let me ask you this. Yeah, you're at some function. Mm-hmm. You see two bowls of candy. Right. One's got regular classic Eminems. Yes. One's got Reese's Pieces. Ooh. What are you reaching for? I'm not gonna lie. I, I actually do reach. I will reach for the Reese's Pieces first. Right. Right. Every time I'm reaching. For right. This, they're better. <laughs> they are. No, here this chocolate's chocolate, but peanut butter I could just keep eating. <laughs> and I'll say if it's a Reese's Pieces. Reese's Piece, sorry, because I'm talking mm-hmm. about it in the same. Just one individual one. Okay. If it's a Reese's Piece mm-hmm. versus a peanut M M&M, and M, mm-hmm. now we got a contest. That's a contest. Yeah. There's... I don't. You know, I, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, I, I'm not sure where I'm landing on that one. Most of the time, I'm going for the piece. Right. Sometimes I'm gonna reach that peanut M and M. It's a, it's a hard, it's a hard battle, man. <laughs> but Reese's Piece versus classic M and M. Yeah. No contest. No, ca- no Reese's contest. Reese's Piece every time. Right. And I don't understand why, even with this marketing push. Reese's Peace still does not have a greater hold of the market. It seems like they should be dominated. It seemed like they had about 10 years. Yeah. Where people were like, it was like, oh yeah, E.T. loved that candy. And oh, then, I love that candy. Yeah, I love that candy. Yeah. And then and now it's it's almost fallen back to the wayside again. I know. We need another E.T. To, yeah. to, At the to, least to remember, to have yeah. people remind themselves why Reese's Pieces is good. Yeah. Um, and it's a, anyways. I'm glad, we, I'm glad we got that discussion. <laughs> well, it's a very, no, this is no joke. Reese's Pieces and E.T. are such a cultural connection. Yeah. That it, I'm, I actually don't mind that aside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that actually is very fitting on a conversation about ET. Yeah. But anyway, um. <laughs> and I, I will say, like, we, I mean, we've talked before on this podcast. I'm going to adjust the mic; it might make a noise, so I apologize right. if it does. Hey, no noise. We're good. Uh, re, we we talked before about it, product placement in films, how sometimes it, it can be used to kind of make a statement and, mm. and, and be a positive. Right. And while I, I don't think that's necessarily the case with maybe the Coca Cola <laughs> and the cores in this movie, right. Uh, <laughs> Having E.T. like Reese's Peace is, because now we are talking about it in the singular, right, not right. in the plural, mm-hmm. uh, it gives him more of a personality than having him like M&M's. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, a, sure. it's, it, it feels more specific. Yeah. It's like, it's not, E.T. doesn't like candy, E.T. likes Reese's Pieces. Yeah. It, 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 it establishes a little bit of character. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. It was a happy accident that M&M turned him down, <laughs> and I think, I think we're all the better for it. Right. Um, so buy a bag of Reese's Pieces available after you yeah. as soon as you. And we're not even at the iconic Reese's Pieces scene. We're just no. at the previous Reese's Pieces. Yeah, that's Pieces true. <laughs> he, at this point, Elliot is just using him as breadcrumbs, basically, so he can right. find his way back. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's trekking through the forest, and he sees um, the, uh, uh, again a theme here. He sees a, a faceless adult. Yeah, and that really uh, it's just kind of putting you in the mind frame of a child when you watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, adults are all mysterious. Yeah, and, and and you suspect evil, except for your mom. Yeah, and that's but even her, you hide, you hide, you hide the alien from. Right, but there is a, that is a conscious decision to yeah. keep the parents, the adults in the film hidden, yeah. uh, almost like in the peanuts scenario. Yeah, because uh, that's how you think of adults when you're a kid. Like yeah, you don't, you absolutely. Don't, when you're a kid, you don't know you don't know who they are. You don't yeah. know what they want. Right. You know they have authority over you, and that's right. it. Exactly. The only person that's a, the only 
person in your family that's an adult that you can consider as a person mm-hmm. to a certain degree is your parents. Yes. And so that's why uh, D. Williams' character, you know, is, is, is it D. Williams or D. Wallace? D. Wallace, my bad. I, uh, I wasn't sure myself. You know, the, uh, D. Wallace's uh, mom's character is, is very full, is, is front and center. You see her face throughout the entire film. Yes. Um, because a mom, you know, their mom is something they can still relate, to, they can count on as a person. Yeah. But you're right. It's still an authoritative figure yeah. that they still hide things from. Yeah. But, but it's one that you, the you, the audience, and the kids ultimately know is a good person, right? Exactly. Whereas you don't know where the other adults are coming from, which is kind of that's kind of an effective thing that he did do in this. Agree. Did There's do a lot film. of effective things at the beginning of this film. <laughs> I'm looking forward to finding out when the turn is for you. <laughs> I have an idea, but I won't, I'll wait till I we mean, get the there. The thing about the turn is, it's it's. I mean, it's it's later on. I figured, yeah. I, I would say there's two turns. There's a turn where I start to go against where I'm like, eh, maybe I'm not sure about this movie, mm-hmm. and then there's a turn where I'm like. Fuck this movie. <laughs> oh my so God. We'll okay, get to that. we'll get to that. Um, so uh, they're making plans uh, for Halloween at the mm-hmm. dinner table. Um, what did I write here? You can you talk for a second? Yeah, oh, okay. I see what I wrote. I figured yeah. out what I wrote. Okay. Uh, Elliot's telling me he saw the thing again, which they're now calling a goblin. Right. Um, no one believes him. Uh, Gertie, I'm gonna say Drew Barrymore's finest performance ever. And it's, I'm not joking. It's, it's She's not, genuinely very good in this. It's not a disagreement. Yeah. It's it's up there. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to be, you know, if you want to fight it, I would say, oh, right, fine, <laughs> top three. But she's phenomenal in the movie. She's really good. Yeah. Uh, and she's doing a thing in this scene where everything they say, she just repeats the last word of the sentence. Mm-hmm. She's just kind of this little parrot sitting at the table. Well, it's, it's just very a, adorable. It's just the right amount of adorable, but not adorable yeah. in that cloying bad yeah. kid actor thing. Yeah. You know, it walks that line. Yeah, it's expertly. Like, it makes you go, oh, yeah, look at that good little girl. It's <laughs> very nice. <laughs> very nice. I told you I was being a cowgirl. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gertie, why can't this just be a movie about you? <laughs> um, and then, so uh, the Elliot is getting increasingly angry. Uh, at which point he yells out and screams a line that is censored in some version of the film, and he calls his older brother "penis breath." It's a phenomenal line. Phenomenal line. It's just quite okay. Do you th- okay? <laughs> Do you think Elliot is aware that he's accusing his brother of sucking dick no. at that point? Or is, or is penis just just a thing he heard? I think he just heard penis is referring to your genitals is bad. Yeah. Henceforth, if I say this, it, yeah, that sounds like a bad, your, your mouth's full of bad. Yeah. Is what Elliot assuming is what he's saying. It's why, that actually, it's why the mom laughing is such a nice, it's a good detail. Yeah. Because the mom's like, oh, you're trying to curse, but you don't know how to do it. Yeah. And I'm glad... And yet, you did kind of effectively yes, curse. You did effectively curse. So, but it's this right look. Yeah. Elliot, don't, don't, don't. Yeah. <laughs> Mike doesn't even know how to react to that. It's like, what? what, the, what? Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, Gertie didn't doesn't didn't does doesn't, doesn't parent that. that one. And I will say this is I this kind of I I wish we still made movies where you could have a kid say penis breath <laughs> because now they just I feel like I'm like if if you're gonna have a kid actor do dark things, it has to be in a dark movie. Like mm-hmm. you can't. If you're filming a light movie, you're not going to get away with making a kid say penis breath. And that's kind of where it's effective here, right? Yeah. It's like, it's just, it's, it's just a, like, that's the, that sounds like a kid trying to figure out how to curse. Exactly. Yeah. And that's something we all did as kids. We, oh, all, yeah. we all said some weird thing that we thought was like a curse that people say. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and, and you don't see that in movies anymore. And I think, mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's a damn shame. Yeah. It's because it's honest. It's that's, that's truthful. Yeah. yeah agreed. All right, so penis breath uh, doesn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, okay, so then he mentions, we get the first mention of the dad. Right. Who is in Mexico, mm-hmm. which sends the mom into a fit. Right. What's the deal with the dad? Why do we care? 
This uh, is maybe the first sign of, of me not quite getting well, what I mean, like, going for. Well, I mean, like, this is the first sign of the, uh, in the movie. This is clearly the first sign of divorce. Yeah. Obviously. And as uh, as we've pointed out, you know, obviously we're not doing it. I'm not telling the biography of Spielberg every episode. Yeah. But it's known that Spielberg is a is a child of divorce. Yes. And well, it's known watching like any of his movies because mm-hmm. even the, the the most together a couple is is in Jaws and they seem to have problems. As right. Well. Right. But not nearly as much as the book version. So there's yeah, that. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. She doesn't fuck Hooper, which she does in the book. <laughs> so bothers me so much. <laughs> um, side off to Jaws. I just want to bring it up real quick. I know yeah. it's about E.T. But like Listen, I was told that the mayor had like crime connections in the book. I, I've never read the book. I've, I've never heard read of the book. <laughs> I've never read the book either. But like someone told me, like, oh yeah, like the mayor's been in with the mafia. That's and Jaws like, why? There's a shark. <laughs> yeah. There's so much things going on in that story. You know, a, a page in a novel is longer than a page in a screenplay. <laughs> and eventually needed to <laughs> needed to fill some space. <laughs> anyway, um, but no, yeah, it, it's the first sign of of the film explaining, like, okay, if you're wondering where the parent, where where the dad's at, that's mm-hmm. the first full on. The dad's not here. Yeah, why? He's with his girlfriend in Mexico, yeah. and it's kind of. Ni- I think it's nicely done to the fact that it's just not on the. It's not saying that exactly what I just said. It's yeah. like, well, if your dad wasn't with his girlfriend and blah blah blah, it's it's all told through Elliot information because his dad probably called him. And but what does it add to the story more than just the dad not being there? Um, if anything, Elliot, for me, it comes off as that if if this is a story about a child of children of divorce, mm-hmm. um. Mike is old enough to accept it and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, Gertie is too young to really comprehend, yeah. but she's ready to like. So, but she's that's why she's quickly adaptable. Elliot is not ready. You don't think we would just get that from the characters being the way they are and the dad not being there though? Um, because I think Cause I feel like in my memory of this film and a lot mm-hmm. of those memories of the film, sure. the dad is just not there, right? And we kind of get that subtext. But is but it watching it now? There's like mm-hmm. a few different scenes of them kind of highlighting that the dad I, is not there. I, it's it's which a, I think is maybe not necessary. Well, I mean, like I guess, I guess for me, it's the only reason I find it necessary in this scene mm-hmm. is it's so early in the movie. Some information needs to be exp- some sort of exposition. Okay, I guess I can s- see that. Like has to be said. If you don't say anything for the entire film, then it implies is the dad dead? Yeah. Is it worse than that? Or why is he not around? Or was there no father yeah. um, at all? Uh, it at least implies that there is a relationship they had with a father okay. that they are aware of. I and, can see that. And at least just some kind of clarification for the audience. Like, well, let's tell them something. Okay. Even though even though it wasn't hammered in. All right. I'll g- I'll I'll give you that one. All right. There we go. <laughs> There's another dimension of the dad later that I think is really superfluous, but we'll get to that when we okay. get to that. Okay. Um, so dad's in Mexico. Mom's upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, Literally saying the line, like, he hates Mexico, which means it's probably a talk they had yeah. when they started dating. That's, that, I mean, that's nice. There's yeah. an, there's, that's a nice bit of business there. Yeah. And she's good in that. Yeah. Um, so Elliot now, is he, his plan is to stake out the shed mm-hmm. uh, to wait for this creature to return. Right. He has snuck out in the night and is set up in the shed with a blanket. Mm-hmm. Um, Flashlight. Yes. Yes. And then what, what should appear from a little alien hand? A little, just a little hand. Drop some, drop some Reese's Pieces right just outside the, the, the shed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and here, here we go. So yeah. they now play a game where they Elliot is sort of leading E.T. into the house with yeah. the Reese's Pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Elliot explores the room. It's a bit of fun there. Yeah. Right? No, no, no. Yeah, it's, well, it's just weird. <laughs> it's just, I like the turn. Like, see, no, I still like the. I like this part of the film as well. Yeah. No, this is interesting too because it's it's this whole case of like uh, 
he's trying to sneak in this thing that he's still trying to wrap his head around yeah uh at night ensuring that his mom doesn't hear and it's and here's what's neat too et still kind of being hidden yeah um i almost what i kind of find fascinating at this part of the film is uh the the less is more thing that spielberg learned in jaws Mm -hmm. he's applying to a lot in Mm et in the beginning yeah, I definitely i I had an, a, just a miscellaneous note I wrote down at one point. There, you definitely see a lot of Jaws in the beginning of ET. Yeah, which is kind of a weird thing to think, but it, it's there definitely. It, it is there, and I think it's kind of neat is in that fashion of like the whole show, like the hold ET as much as possible, because mm-hmm. right now he's still an entity that we don't know about. Yeah, and it's still in that vage of is it going to go bad? Is it going to go you know like horror? And right now ET, we're like Elliot, we're kind of warming up to him. Yeah. And getting used to him, and right now he's he's no longer a freaky thing that he saw in the wood in the in the cornfield. He's slowly becoming a a kind of a pet. Yeah. At this point, yeah. Before we, you know, so it's not interesting that he's right now kind of holding off of ET, and then holding off the extent of the puppet. Yeah. You know, and the kind of puppetry that uh, Carlo uh, Bondali, I think. Lombardi, I think this I cannot, guy who designed. I cannot confirm or deny. <laughs> I want FYI. I did watch all the features on my DVD yesterday because <laughs> I bought the DVD like years ago and actually never got around watching them. So I'm a little <laughs> behind the scenes stuff this time. Yeah. This time, you're, guys, you're I on, actually am on it with the behind the, the scenes stuff. Uh, Sorry for the last few times when I worked. So. <laughs> uh, and here's what I'll say. Maybe I'll concede that maybe some of my disliking of the film comes from the fact that as a child of the '90s, I've seen not just ET. But one million ripoffs of ET, yeah, and maybe that—that's why some of it seems kind of stale to me. I'm sure. And I will—I'm going to make a crazy bold statement right now, and I'm going to say with the ripoff of this scene in the film Kazam, when when Shaquille O'Neal's Kazam is exploring uh, the young Francis Capra's room, and in a similar fashion, kind of causing a mess of it, I'm going to say the scene in Kazam. Is better than the scene in E.T. Oh. And you watch that scene in Kazam and tell me that Shaquille O'Neal does not charm the pants off you. Because oh. god damn it, he does. Man. <laughs> damn, dude. I, you know what I'm saying? I, what's, what's, what's that? It's a well-known fact that I'm a Kazam apologist. Clearly, you you kicked me off of one episode to do one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to argue that Kazam was a better film than E.T. Right. Because in some ways, I don't believe that. <laughs> And I think it is telling that I say only in some ways I don't believe that. God damn. <laughs> I will say, just objectively, look at these two scenes. Okay. Of a strange creature exploring a human boy's room. And you tell me which one is more fun. If that scene is... And to me, the answer that's honest and true in my heart is that Kazam wow. is the better example. Wow. <laughs> wow. I will... I'll, here's where I'll be fair. <laughs> I saw Kazam on VHS. Now listen, uh-huh. Kazam is admittedly straight up ripping off ET. Right. So with a dash I mean, of e- Aladdin in I there. I mean, ET gets credit for doing it. I mean, in this scene, they're they're ripping off ET. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, ET gets credit for being the innovator. Okay. But I like the Kazam example. God, here's the thing. If I okay, I here, I this is what I'll do for you. But here's what I'll say. No, no, okay, what I'll okay, say. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Technically, ET is a better film. Okay. But I think Kazam, Shaquille O'Neal is so charming to me. <laughs> and because Kazam doesn't have that element that I hate. Like, Kazam is just a, a, a poorly made film. Okay. But, but Shaq is super charming, and mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. E.T., on their hand, is a well-made film mm-hmm. with, I think, one fatal flaw that really just reaches into my heart and mm-hmm. pisses me off. Okay. So, and we'll get into that later. We will. No, I, again, it's like it's almost build-up for me. Curious <laughs> yeah, what this is. Yeah. All right. Um, 
I will give you this, Matt. <laughs> when I get home tonight, yeah. if the Kazam, if that scene is on YouTube, <laughs> I will watch it, yeah. and I will let you know. Okay. I will text you myself, <laughs> and if you, please be, please be not offended if I say you're out of your mind. Oh, clearly I'm out of my mind. <laughs> okay, fair. I, I might be the only one in the world who holds that opinion, <laughs> but... What a- what, what, much like Andy Daly, as L. Ron Hubbard said on the Dead Office podcast, if it's true to you, it's true. That's a fair. Well, no, opinions are opinions. That's yeah. fair. Um, if you can, I say opinions are opinions. If you can stand by your opinion intellectually, I will at least listen to you. Yeah. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal is so charming. That's ah, God, dude. Oh. <laughs> He's doing bits. That's so good, man. Uh, but let's get past this. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so ET's in and the yeah, house the, now. And yeah, when when people want to discredit me mm-hmm. at any point in the future, the pull quote, of course, is just going to be Kazam is better than ET. <laughs> quote Matt Benson. <laughs> like that's going to be that is going to even be though the, that's not one hundred percent true. Yeah. Even though it's clearly like in context <laughs> and yeah. blah, blah. that's going to be the quote that people will, will use to discredit me <laughs> and my taste. It was like I didn't like the movie. You know what you thought Kazam's the better movie than ET. <laughs> I gotta live with this for the rest of my life. All right. Um, All right. So, he, so. so after that, we get. Um, oh, there's a fun, again a very I would say maybe the most direct sort of callback to Jaws. Yeah. And that they do they do a little mirroring scene. Yeah. Yeah. Is that supposed to establish their weird psychic link they have later? I think it does. Yeah. You think it does? I think it does. See, my question was, is it supposed is it to? Supposed to? And you leapt straight to you think it does? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think it does. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I have, to, let's, I'm not, sh- uh, I have to figure out, I have to be able to talk and so I can remember exactly where I think it really yeah. hits it, but, um, you can, it's pretty clear. I just see that this is them relating to each other. Right. The same way to, well, that's, for, that's viewing one, right? Yeah. Then viewing, like, two or your case, you know, third or whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've seen a problem. I've, I would say I've seen this movie five times. Okay. So I'd say in viewing one, that's what, that's how it comes off as. Yeah. And then in, in the viewing after that, mm-hmm. you can see that as the place where maybe ET starts going, starts, starts doing the, doing the, the information. Yeah, but I think head. that only works if you, if you want it to, like it only works if you, hey, I'm if all, you will I'm that meeting into I'm it. I'm sometimes the dude who loves the, the Marvel <laughs> no price answers. So that's my thing. <laughs> I have a reason why there's a Captain America shield in Tony Stark's room in like Iron Man Two. <laughs> there shouldn't be. Because <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, that to me, like that's that's my normal. That's my more of a no prize answer. Well, um, I guess <laughs> I guess this is a real moment of it. It depends on how you feel about the film. Mm-hmm. You can read it either way. Yeah. No, right. sure. No, yeah. and uh, I think for me, it's like viewing one. It does work that way. Here's and, what I'll say. And viewing two, I, I think in I can see that's your, where it could be a to case. your Marvel no prize. Sure. The shield in, in Tony's house in Iron Man 2. Hey, hey, screw you, it does make sense because Howard Stark was invented shield and he was the one who invented uh, 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 Steve Shield well, in the first Captain America film. I want to be clear. So, of course, he would have a prototype in his basement. Let me, That's where he keeps let me, his prototypes. Let me, let me be and second of all, <laughs> yes, I win a no prize. Second of all, <laughs> second of all. That's a, just a fun little gag in the yeah, movie. Yeah. Whereas in ET, it's an important plot point. No fair. I, I, not to make it about Iron Man two. Uh, I think I, I, am gonna. I will My say my favorite Iron Man film. I will to, again, say in the in the, who, in the controversial opinion. Sometimes department. you are on an island on your own. Um, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I will say just I'm pulling from an old 
from an old statement, I, uh, an old uh, opinion I had about that scene back uh, when I first saw the movie before yeah. Iron before Captain America came out. Okay. So to be fair, now it's clear. Yeah. Now Thank it's clear. You. They they've added that Thank later, you. but I, I think I I, pull, I went back to two thousand eight. Eight? No, two thousand ten. Justin, because that's when Iron Man two came out. I thought it was eight. No, Iron Man one came out in two thousand eight. I thought one was six. What? Iron Man? Yeah. I'm Iron... thinking of the Dark Knight. Iron you Man. are thinking of the Dark Knight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, The Dark Knight was 2008. What? I'm okay. I'm having no, a no. stroke. <laughs> Batman Begins 2005, Dark Knight 2008 as well. Okay. Iron Man 2008. What the hell came out in 2006? If not Iron Man 1. Not Iron Man 1, because Iron Man 2007 Comic Con is when he promoted Iron Man 1. All right. If you say so. <laughs> I'm 95% sure you're right, but I'm still going to look it up. <laughs> okay. So besides the debate on Iron Man, what Iron Man comes out in the ET episode. Um, I'm ninety five. I'm ninety five percent sure you're right. Okay, no fair. But no, I still that five percent no, is not going to leave me alone. Let's go. Well, okay, where are we? <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> the mirroring and whether mirroring, or not it establishes a okay. Connection. So either way, so we from that point on, you are correct. <laughs> thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next we we see the the evil adults find the Reese's pieces in the field, mm-hmm. and I th- pretty damn sure one of them that guy ate it. Sure. I mean, yeah. that, that's a real... St- I mean, but a yeah. Reese's Pieces... In the woods. Would you eat it? Well, like, it's thing. funny that I'm having these eating questions. Would you eat it is the big question of today. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, a Reese's piece is like a Skittle. Like, right. a Skittle is the number one mo- thing that... Anytime someone talks about the five-second rule, mm-hmm. a Skittle is always the example that's brought up as something that can stay the longest. Right. And you'll still eat it. Right. And a, a piece is as clean as a Skittle. Right. Because it's a candy shell. Yeah. And I'm to argue that he ate the top of sure. another one so it's not like it was like the one touching the ground but <laughs> in his mind has this touched alien matter like has this touched that's E.T.'s a good hands? question yeah <laughs> that's what i didn't even think about it's like what if that alien touched you just ate something that an alien touched yeah. are you not worried about that yeah he doesn't know <laughs> he until he know. grows like a, a belly of yeah, glow yeah, but then he'll have powers and it'll be cool well that's the that's un- the other et2 yeah that's my pitch for et2 okay. <laughs> anyway uh don't make that is movie. It, That's an awful idea. No, it's, you know what that movie is? You know what that movie is? Mm. Uh, District 9. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. No, no, no. I'm with you. No. Audience. <laughs> yeah. Let that stew. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he finds the piece and uh, they're, they're, you know, they're onto something. Yeah. Uh, Elliot fakes a cold so that he can stay home with E.T. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretends he has a, uh, a flu. Do you, would you ever fake a cold to get out of school? I tried once. It did not work. See, I was a real Ferris Bueller type. I, I you had, had a plan? You did a, the whole... Oh, I succeeded a lot. <laughs> I'm a shitty liar to my parents. That's the truth. Yeah, I mean, maybe that makes you a better person than me. But I, yeah, I, on more than one occasion. And I gotta say, as, a, as an experienced maker, much like Ferris Bueller, I gotta tell you, a thermometer rarely comes into play <laughs> as a needed thing. But he has a scheme where he, you know, he, anytime she leaves the room, he puts the thermometer on the light bulb, yeah. which is how it heats up. And then, side note, apparently, that's what Steve, Spielberg said. That's what that was his trick and how, and when he was when a he kid. was a kid. He actually used that trick. So me and Spielberg, <laughs> did yeah, great you, there's, there's where yeah, that's where the that's, yeah. that's where the you guys are a little more close than you think you yeah. are. <laughs> um, so he stays home. Mom mm-hmm. goes to work. Yeah, and this scene is important because it comes up later. We see Michael screwing around with the car. Yeah, um, backing it out of the the driveway. Kind of fucking, uh, yeah. fucking that up. <laughs> yeah, not, already failing at just that modest driving test. Um, so here we see Elliot is sort of trying to communicate with ET. Yeah. and tell him about his world. Mm-hmm. He brings out his action figures, his Star Wars action yes. figures, <laughs> specifically Greedo, mm-hmm. Lando, Calrissian, mm-hmm. and Boba Fett. 
Mm-hmm. Now, is it me, or was it just a weird angle, or was that clearly not Boba Fett? That was Boba Fett. Was it? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I just thought it. I had that angle. toy. Did you? That's why I recognized it. You know lot. what Star Wars toy I had? Mm. And I was I counted myself lucky to have mm. the Jawa ship, <laughs> the big Jawa. You got the bus. Jawa shit? <laughs> yeah. All right, that's pretty good. <laughs> no, it's like a it's like a big yeah. uh, unadorned brown box. Like that was the toy no one wanted. That's kind of cool though. I think. I mean, I like Star Wars. I mean, I, I thought know. it was cool. Yeah. Granted, I loved that toy. <laughs> what I'm saying is, while all you kids were playing with your fancy Boba Fett's, I had to think of an adventure the Jawas could go on by themselves. It's because I didn't have Obi Wan or Stormtroopers. <laughs> it was interesting to me. It was interesting for me to think like because I forgot what actual toys were in the scene. Yeah. So you I know, did green... have the Taco Bell Millennium Falcon though. That was really cool. Oh, that's nice. All right, my bad. But I forgot. Okay, so Greedo, Hammerhead, um, and I'm like, okay, alien character. That makes sense. Oh, and then Hammerhead is in the Authorian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm <laughs> too much of a nerd. I always think of him as oh, the Authorian. But the... but back in '82, I forget that he was called Hammerhead. Yeah, that was what it was on the box. <laughs> so, um, I totally forgot that. Um, Hammerhead, uh, and I thought it was interesting that no Harrison, but Lando. Yeah. Like, no Han, but there was a Lando toy, which yeah. I went, even George, even Steven knew that Lando was, like, the coolest. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and Boba Fett, because even Steven knew that Boba Fett was <laughs> well, Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. I was having a thought <laughs> recently, mm-hmm. today, as a matter of fact. Okay. Um, are you a fan of the Clone Wars TV show? Are you one of those people? Uh <laughs> um, Weird to side on that, huh? Okay, well, the real quick. Uh, the pilot movie they did mm-hmm. that they, you know, they released the in one theaters, that was the, yeah. I hated that. Okay. I thought it was fucking terrible. Yeah. So never watched the Clone Wars except for I caught finally one episode a year or two ago and I went, oh, that's not, the, that's not too bad. Okay. So, cause I'm, I'm, I, so I, I, we talked about this off air and I'll just say Star Wars Ring Theory is a thing you should Google because it's a pretty amazing essay explaining why the prequels are, are brilliant according to this guy. And I don't, I don't quite agree with them. But I, 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 I said, when episode seven, the trailer came out, I said to myself, if they do a marathon of all six, I'll go see it. Yeah. And so I'm on a journey now. And I've been on this journey since 1999. <laughs> but I've, I've really refocused myself this year on a journey to force myself to see the prequels in a better light. Mm-hmm. And uh, the big thing, a lot of people, and this is wildly off ET, by the way. I'm yeah, sorry, I'm just yeah. going on a tangent. I'm gonna, exactly. I'm gonna try to wrap it up quick. All right, and I won't try to do it. Go, go, go. <laughs> uh, people, a lot of people who love the Clone Wars TV show complain that General Grievous was a great character who originated on that show and then was treated poorly uh, on in the film because he dies like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say, couldn't the same argument be made of Boba Fett, yes. who was a quite capable badass in the cartoon and the Star Wars Holiday Special, yes. and then rolls around in the dirt and dies in Return of the Jedi? Yes. Uh, all I'm saying is maybe... maybe you want to hear, hear controversial co- comments? Go. I think Boba Fett's fucking overrated. Whoa. <laughs> have you seen that cartoon, though? I have. It's a pretty cool That's cartoon. A, no, that, that cartoon, yes. <laughs> but two movies... <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> bring it. <laughs> well, hopefully, we'll get the Boba Fett movie solo movie, which is at this point not officially confirmed to be a Boba Fett movie. But hopefully, that'll be cool. Yeah. Well, then I'll, they'll fix it. But right now, if, I, if those are the two choices I got, <laughs> I'm not seeing what the big deal is. Whoa. Yeah. I, yeah. Hashtag Justin takes the heat. <laughs> uh, but this is the ET episode, so but you know Boba Fett was in ET. So <laughs> <laughs> there was a Boba Fett in ET. So there you go. Yeah. Um, he says you can make him have wars, and then he fights the action figures. Mm-hmm. And then he says these are the fish. The fish eat the food, and the shark eats the fish. Is that another Jaws reference? Perhaps. It's kind of interesting that Spielberg has been. This is what's fascinating to me. Spielberg is kind. It's such a nerd. Yeah. That he is already finding ways to meta himself. Yeah. 
And that's why I think it's kind of neat. In, in 82, he's doing that. Yeah, in 82, he's doing it. This is before you even realize, like, now in hindsight, now that we're watching them in such a close, you know, order, yeah. it's funny to go look at 1941's opening going, fucking hell, that is just, that's just the opening of Jaws. Well, I mean, yeah, that was very clearly intentionally the yeah. opening of Jaws. But he's so aware of his own career. Yeah. And what his own career means. That he's, we don't a, think of him nod. as being a meta filmmaker, but no. he kind of is. Yeah. It's kind of interesting now that yeah. I can see that. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, of course, you think of the famous examples, which we uh, famously failed to point out: C three PO and R two, and the hieroglyphics in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, I mean, like fucking, like that's like that's like grade school yeah, Easter yeah. eggs, Come right? On, you guys, guys should have fucking known. Come on, <laughs> Club Obi Wan's in Temple of Doom. I took care of it now. <laughs> um, uh, so, I mean, th- those are kind of the famous examples. But really, mm. I'm just even the kind of little things like this. You, you see it crop up a lot. Yeah. Um, and then Elliot terrorizes the fish with the shark toy. <laughs> um, and then what happens? Uh, well, it's like it was, uh, that's kind of the end of the day, right? I think it's well, Harvey shows up. My, oh, man, yeah, yeah. my man Harvey. Your, man, your, your dog. Your dog. I love Harvey. Harvey's a golden retriever, for those who don't mm. recall. And Harvey comes in and he, kind of, he growls at E.T. He's not sure about this guy. Right. Um, and this is kind of now we're really getting more doses of E.T. We're yeah. getting to get to know him. We're getting yeah. to see what he is, his, his, his movements, his whole... Thing. So again, like Elliot, we're getting acclimated to do, let me this creature. This. Do you think E.T. is an adult of his species? Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> it's wow. a question, right? That's a good question. <laughs> Never thought of that. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> He's so wrinkly. <laughs> um... It's weird because there's no comparison, right? Because yeah. we don't know what the other ones at. We yeah. don't know if when he gets on the ship, they're like, where the fuck have you been? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he does know how to build the phone, which right. would certainly seem to suggest that he is an adult of that species. We would, 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 would assume that, or he's like a really smart teenager. I mean, I have thought that he, and I, I, I was thinking about this last week, actually, before I even rewatched the film. It's kind of, it, he's, maybe he's a Kevin McAllister type. Maybe this is, yeah. this is Home Alone Zero. Yeah lost on earth like he's <laughs> he does scream a lot like kevin McAllister, right there. he puts his arms up is that really that dissimilar from hands on the face i don't you audience decide on that because i think I'm, I'm with this decision yeah. i think he's like a wonder kid <laughs> okay so let's say that's that's our that's our headcanon for, for ET. um so then mike comes home mm-hmm. in football gear yeah E.T.'s in the closet, mm-hmm. and uh, Elliot says, I gotta show you something. I'm gonna show you something fucked up. And Mike is being classic older brother. Yeah. Like, he's a dickhead. Yeah. He's like, he's that kind of older brother kid I normally don't like in movies. Yeah. Because he's just but mostly the, the antagonist. And yeah. here's, here's where I'm gonna, I'm gonna give props to our man Steve. Sure. Steven Spielberg is great at writing dickhead kids yeah. who are fun to watch. Yeah. Unlike, uh, let's say, James Cameron, who gives us uh, Eddie Furlong in T2. <laughs> or, as much as that movie is great, we can all agree, no one wants to watch that kid for any amount of time. Or even recent Jurassic World. Yeah. There's the older brother character there. I don't who, give a shit about that I guy. I give a shit about I like, generally, I like Mike. Yeah. Um, and what's Even kinda, though he's a douchebag. He is a douchebag, but this yeah. is the moment where I... I I'm kind of glad what they ended up doing. Yeah. So Mike is there. He's trying to do the whole like, oh, is there a monster? Did you see your goblin again, Elliot? And when Elliot finally shows him E.T., Mike cuts the bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing about Mike is as you, you kind of, you feel like Elliot feels about him, which is like, <laughs> yeah, he does this uh, annoying asshole shtick. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's your brother and you love him. Yeah. And in the end of the day, that's how Mike goes with Elliot. Yeah. So once Elliot's like, he realizes that Elliot's not bullshitting him. And he's yeah. like, oh, f- what? Yeah. And he's, he's actually stunned. 
So he doesn't really know what to react to, as, again, yeah. a teenager should. Yeah. So, of course, that's the perfect time for Gertie to come in. Yes. <laughs> Who just screams. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, it's great. It's, it's, the cl- it's the classic scene of just Gertie yeah. running up to like, hey, guys, I go with the... Yeah. And then E.T.'s screaming, yeah. and then Elliot's screaming them to stop yelling. And, and then it, guess who's here? Yeah. It's the mom. It's such, okay, this is this image of E.T. screaming with his arms flailing is probably one of my favorite puppetry in the whole film. Yeah. It's just, it's this whole. Uh, I think it's just a weak version of Kermit screaming and waving his arms in the air. Well, I like characters who, wa- I love puppets who like screaming and that waving their arms. That was inhabiting the, the douchebag nitpicky character. Because you know what? I like it when Kermit does that and I like it when E.T. Yeah, does exactly. That. It's, this is again now, like, now this is the moment, now, now E.T.'s beginning warmer and warmer to the kids. Yeah. Well, at least in this case, now they're getting to meet him. Yeah. And yeah, mom comes in. Fuck. Yeah. Let's put him. Let's put him in the closet. Put him in the closet. Mike, Mike accidentally like knocks a bookcase because he was finally freaked. He had he will he was allowed to emote. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't know what this because he was frozen in fear of like what the hell am I looking at? Yes. When Gertie starts screaming, he's like fuck and just like crashing yeah. into that. Yeah. So things are everyone's going crazy. Yeah. Every, put, yeah. So yeah, Mike Mike and Gertie. They cover Gertie's mouth. Uh, it was my oh my fucking I love that shot of just Gertie. One more scream of Gertie in the closet. Yeah. Gertie's like, ah! and yeah. then they cover Gertie's mouth, and then E.T.'s like, yeah. <laughs> so fucking funny. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, mom comes in the Elliot's room. Yep. Elliot's trying to play cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, just playing with the shark thing. Yeah, like, what's going? On? Uh, what? What's, what? Who? What's that? Uh, we don't, I actually have. We said some great things about uh, Drew Barrymore. I was like, yeah, she's. Pretty great in this movie, but Henry Thomas, man, yeah, Henry Thomas is yeah. is, is is fuck, man. That he's was, good. He was a good kid actor. He's forty three. Yeah, like I was looking that up too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's almost understandable why it's like it's almost hard for anyone to cast him anything outside of that. Yeah, because he's so iconic in this movie. Yeah, that it's it's almost to his detriment. <laughs> yeah, that happens. You know that ha- that'll happen to someone. Yeah, no. Uh, then here, uh, here's where uh, mom calls him out and be like, "You, you were waiting for ET by the shed last night, weren't you?" Yeah. Or was that? No, that, that was, was while he was getting that sick. Was before. Yeah. So he's not waiting for getting. While she he said, was like pretending yeah. to be sick, he's like you're waiting for the goblin. That's how he got sick. Yeah. But here she's she's like, "What's going on?" Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm just rearranging. <laughs> this is not rearranging. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> and then we get a kind of like montage of shenanigans as mm-hmm. they're hiding ET from uh, the mom. Right. Not a, quite a montage, but it's a series of scenes. Yeah. Ertie, Ertie. <laughs> Gertie. Gertie mm-hmm. is uh, pull, pulling a thing into the room. Says, uh, w- w- there's a, Drew Barrymore is great. <laughs> Mom says, hey, hey, where are you going? And then she pauses. <laughs> I'm going to play in Elliot's room. <laughs> and then resumes walking. <laughs> that's pretty great. And I, I th- I'm pretty sure that happens here. It could be another scene. But, it's know, a little it, bit later, but that's a, beat. that's a it's, great It's a great beat. Great beat. Because, yeah, I can almost imagine the mom going, you don't play in Elliot's yeah. room. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, in the closet. They're, they're still still in the closet, and yeah. now Gertie's kind of examining yes, E.T. Right. And, and kind of kind of letting her brain settle. Yeah, Mike's letting his brain settle. And mm-hmm. when the mom finally leaves, they're in there, and e- Elliot's like, like you know, Mike's like, what is this? And Elliot's like, I... I'm keeping him. <laughs> yeah. It's also the reveal of El- of ET's uh, neck. Yes. The fact he, that he, his neck can extend. When he's happy. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is kind of cool. You yeah. Know, it, uh, I know the, the reason for the neck to have that design yeah. is to is for that uh, Spielberg wanted to make sure that it, to, uh, like, to not make, to make people second guess how they did him. Yeah. Because if it's like, oh, it's a, it's a guy in a costume. Yeah. Which it is in many cases. Yes. Um, but the fact there's a slender neck that's operating and he moves around like fully animated, he wanted the audience to go, how'd they do that? How the fuck did you, what is did that? They, did they, 
Do they get a real alien on like, site? Is that possible? Is this? How, to, how connected is this? Is, a, is this a documentary? How connected is Spielberg? Yeah. <laughs> like he did that Close Encounter movie. Is did the they mo- find out about that? Is or? that movie Paul that's going to come out in <laughs> 20 years accurate? <laughs> when there's a scene of him talking about how he talked to Spielberg? <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I think now now we get to the scene. So Gertie's now in the room. Yeah, and then so they're he, uh, they're 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 trying to show Elliot or ET where they are. Yeah. So they have a map of California. ET's eating like a fucking pig. Yeah. <laughs> ET's chowing down. I see uh, a bag of Cheetos. Yeah. <laughs> Loving it. Uh, first, they have a map of California, which mm-hmm. is where for us we learned that they're in sort of northern California. Yeah. The armpit of California is what I, you know that little, little oh cook. yeah. I don't. I don't mean yeah. that in an insulting way, but you know the, the crook of. That's California. what it looks like, guys. Yeah, I'm sorry. The crook. You know what? We're in Southern California, where it's like nice and cool, and and like there's beaches and shit. But that's good for you up in the armpit. Um, Again, we lost more audience. <laughs> he doesn't like ET. <laughs> he doesn't like like Reese's Pieces, <laughs> and he's calling by living a fucking <laughs> armpit. <laughs> To be fair, it sounds like a very singular. Like one Come at dude. me! Come at me, NorCal! <laughs> to be fair, it sounds like one dude who's yeah. really mad at you right now. Yeah. I'll win him back. Once, <laughs> once, he, once he sees all of my cool thoughts about. Is Temple of Doom next? Uh, Actually, wow. No? I'm, I'm blanking out right now. I don't oh, know. Well, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I don't um, want to make that mistake again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so uh, so then he says, "Get the globe, get the globe." He yeah, points to where they are on a globe. Which, which is interesting. I think Mike's mentality is like a planet. He wants to, he can unrecognize, understand he's on a planet, so mm-hmm. give him a planet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Elliot's at pointing. We're here. This is here. Where are you? Yeah. And ET just keep pointing to the sky. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they don't accept this answer. ET's telling him where he's from. <laughs> it uh, seems like they're like getting. It's like what? What? Like like, like further north? Fuck. Yeah, here, okay. Here's Sky. where I'm going to come at with another. I'm going to lodge another complaint about E.T. Okay. <laughs> Seems like there's a lot of stuff in this movie that is done for convenience. Uh-huh. They wanted E.T. to use his telekinesis powers in the scene, mm-hmm. so they had to make the kids too dumb to not get that E.T. was an alien here. Uh. And maybe it's just because we, the audience, I mean, the movie's called E.T., the extraterrestrial. Right. We all know he's an alien. Right. It's a little frustrating to watch these dumb kids not figure it out for too long. I got nothing for you on that one. They're kind because of, they're dumb in this scene. <laughs> okay, okay. I got nothing for you on that one. But okay. Yeah, no, I mean, and to be fair, that's, there's nothing wrong with them being dumb kids. They're dumb kids. You How know? old's Michael? Mike's like probably 13, 14. I feel like I would have got it at 13, 14. Well, all right, you're in a smarter fact, kid. I feel like I would have been listen, saying he was an alien before we started playing Listen, I, I have no doubt that you were a smarter kid than Mike. Have you seen him? <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> um, so Wait, then E.T. Uh, well, go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. Uh, E.T. levitates some Play-Doh balls yeah. and uh, illustrates. I don't know how that's more <laughs> illustrated than pointing to the sky. Because it, I guess it's almost it's like, oh my god, fuck here. There, see, yeah, that's me. Planets. Planets. You know what planets are? <laughs> <laughs> As he shoves like a watermelon down his throat. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. I like that. Um, okay. And then, uh, what? Are, okay, yeah. So then we, uh, Elliot's got to go to school. I mean, all the kids have to go to school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Elliot Elliot. can't pull that trick twice. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he's going to school. Uh, uh, Michael's friends are kind of making fun of him at the bus stop. There's a fun little moment here where, mm-hmm. where Elliot's insult to the friend is zero charisma, <laughs> which is probably a reference to the D&D game they were playing. He's like, that's a, that's a nice little nerd <laughs> fuck you, man. Yeah, zero charisma. <laughs> and he keeps, what, do you remember what he's calling Elliot? I, I, could, I couldn't quite parse it. I don't remember, actually. He's calling him something. Because yeah. it's, it's a back forth where he's like, na 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 zero charisma, na 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 yeah. Zero charisma. Right. It's a little fun. It's got, of course got the Uranus Uranus situation that's also brought up. <laughs> um, then uh, Elliot's mom is 
curious about what's going on in the room. Mm-hmm. So she looks in and see and Elliot, uh, classic classic gag. Elliot is or ET is pretending to be a stuffed animal. Yep. Like he's kind of in the pile of them, so it's just his head we see, mm-hmm. and he just stands perfectly still. <laughs> That's a fun little. It's a good little bit gag. Yeah. Uh, and then we're in class. And here's, I told you there was two turns. Okay. Here's the first of two. Okay. Whereas I'm watching this whole scene play out where it's cutting back and forth between the class and E.T.'s day home alone. Right. Where I, I just think, what the fuck is happening in this weird <laughs> scene? <laughs> where, <Okay>. first <laughs> of all, they're dissecting frogs in class that day. Mm-hmm. And the, the students have Well, to before g- that, there was another classroom scene, right? What's that? Where it's, E.T. is, um... E.T.'s rummaging through is the Is this when E.T. gets drunk? Yeah. Well, that's while the teacher is talking about the frogs before they actually get to it. Okay, okay, okay. So E.T. gets drunk mm-hmm. on course. It's very, we're, it's very clear to well, see. Well, clearly he's a light. He's a lighter. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of a light drinker. And then um, we, due, due to their psychic connection, which I feel was not fully explained or established, <laughs> Elliot is also getting drunk in class. Um... Which is pretty funny, actually. It's like, it's funny, but it's just fucking weird. <laughs> like I don't know, like I don't know why it's happening. I don't know what it's supposed to, and it leads into more weirdness. Which I'll I, get into. I'm just relieved that there's no scene of ET throwing up, which <laughs> yeah. cuts to Elliot throwing up. Yeah. That's my one thing. I was re- as I was rewatching the scene, yeah. I remember him getting drunk when I was a kid. Yeah. But this thing is like I, I have been inebriated myself. Yeah. Throughout the you years, know what it's like, <laughs> and I just go, I'm just glad there's no shot of ET going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cut to Elliot in the belt in the boys room going. Oh! Yeah. What's wrong with me? It's weird. It's just it, I tell you what's, what makes it unsettling to me in a way that is unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Like I'm worried that the the somehow the school is gonna think he's drunk, and right. then his mom is gonna think that Elliot was sneaking beer as a nine year old, and I'm just worried <laughs> for the situation that Elliot's in. Like his future, he's in too much peril yeah. for me to fully enjoy the comedy. That's fair. Um, <laughs> uh, and then we get to what's really weird mm-hmm. is they're dissecting frogs in class. Right. Now, I don't know about you, but I didn't dissect anything until high school. I did, yeah, same here. I didn't dissect until high school. school. And it was yeah. a pig fetus then. Yeah. I actually, whoa, wow, yeah. really? We dissected pig fetuses in high school. I, I still had frogs. Okay. We were, I think we are probably the last generation that had frogs. What seems weird to me about this scene, I don't know mm-hmm. if this was your experience, mm-hmm. but the kids kill the frog. Like, the kids no. have to kill the frog. Yeah, I didn't get that. My frog situation at high school was they uh, they were pre-killed. Killed. Yeah, you and know? we had pig they fetuses. Were, they were they, kind of, like, suspended yeah. in the liquid, yeah. and they smelled awful, and right. et cetera. But they were, they were long is... dead. That is fucked up <laughs> to make a class full of kids each kill well, a frog. that's why, like, the teacher's saying things like, yeah, listen, if you don't want to be here. And he's very nonchalant about yeah. it, might I add. But he was so, like, if you want to be here, you can go outside. So, if you yeah. want to look at them, you don't have to look at them while they're done. Yeah. And no kids leave. No kids leave. I gotta say, I was not, a, like, a prissy kid. I was not, right. like, a, a wuss. I, mm. listen, listen, guys, I was no wuss. <laughs> but if I'm in a classroom where I'm expected to kill a frog... Yeah. It's going to make me pretty fucking uneasy. This is like, listen, man, in 1982, it was a wacky year this for frog is, killing. Did this happen? Is this a real thing that happened? I don't know. I, always, was, I was born the year after I that. Know. <laughs> this is to me is like, this is like if Dexter taught a class. Like, like I, this, is what, this is where you learn the lesson that you have to take something's life. And it, uh, he's, putting, he's putting little chloroform cotton balls yeah. in jars with the frogs. Mm-hmm. And then the kid has to put the lid on the frog and hold it there till the frog is dead. Yeah. Like it's not. It's a slow death too. It's it's, it's super messed so, up. So while we're so while we're watching the, the children kill a bunch of frogs, uh, ET has been binging on cores on cores and watching random early eighties television. Yeah. Um, what what does he see first that scares him? Uh, I forget. 
there was a UFO movie he was catching up too at one point. Yeah. Which was like, which also was like an alien beam and someone was coming up, which plays in later. Ooh, I had a note here that I forgot to bring up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a great moment where E.T. is raiding the fridge. Yeah. And then it kind of turns for Harvey. Yeah. When he's like, oh shit, this is a dude that has food? <laughs> like Harvey's kind of, first of all, I, mean, I think there's a lot of complex emotions going on with Harvey at this moment <laughs> that I think are wonderfully portrayed by the dog that played Harvey. Where on the one hand, he's kind of like, oh shit, E.T. has food. I should maybe yeah. suck up to E.T. But also, <laughs> I feel like he's kind of jealous of E.T. Because up until that point, like he thought, okay, there's another pet now. We're yeah. both pets. Yeah. We're on the same level. Right. This is just my competition now. Mm-hmm. And then E.T. opens the fridge, and Harvey's like, what the fuck? <laughs> this dude has access to the fridge? Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's, 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 a little, it's a great little interplay between Harvey and E.T. Side note, uh, on, our, on my, my, my mysterious theme of would you eat that or not. <laughs> okay. okay. I... Go. I hate potato salad, gro- grocery store potato salad. I hate any potato salad. Um, I I make a pretty good one. I should probably let that happen to you. I should probably give this something to you. I'm pretty good about that. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to confess something to you. Okay. I've been sort of in the back of my mind scheming, trying to think of how can I trick Justin into cooking for me. <laughs> because every time you post a picture of something you cook on Facebook, it looks incredible. So it's, it's a kind of always this background. I was like, what can I... What situation can I put myself in? It's really weird that I Justin had, will cook for me. <laughs> it's really weird that I had you. Well, since we're doing the hook episode, might as well do the bangerang dinner scene. Like right, we right, we, like, we should like the themed thing would probably like, be <laughs> cool, right? It's really weird, Matt. That you wanted to do. I know, but I, just, I mean, I just think the listener would like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, well, because like grocery store potatoes out is like ninety percent mayo and like three See, chunks I hate of potato- I hate mayo. It. Mayo's see, I hate yeah. See, I hate mayo too. That's why I don't do a lot of it when I make my own. Okay, that's but um, I don't. But like grocery store mayo, potato salad just makes me gag. Yeah. So when I saw ET, like put his little alien tongue in there and then throw it out, I'm like, I'm with you, buddy. Yeah, we got that's you. Just, ET. I, we got you. That's disgusting <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> we were we were on track with ET in that scene. Uh, so uh, ET is watching movies and 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 Elliot is drunk and talking to the frog. Right. Um, I like drunk walking. I like drunk ET walking around too. That's I do like that. Like I and this, I think more so in the scene later when Gertie and the mom are there. Oh. Something about just like drunk ET wearing a robe. It suddenly it, it becomes. It's easy to picture him as just like this weird old man that lives in the house. And there's something kind of charming about that. It's, ama- it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but so Elliot is talking to the frog, and he decides to uh, release the frog. Well, because ET is starting to get ideas in his head yeah about like getting out yes. and, and escaping and so elliot is basically projecting et's emotions to the frog yes to the frogs yes <laughs> so elliot releases all the frogs yeah and th- here's again i think uh, so many whether they whether they were as a whole doing it or not so many 90s kids movies ripped off et yeah and that a lot of them just had a fucking batshit weird segment in the middle. Uh, and that's, I think, what this is. Where all of a sudden, like, there's an impossible amount of frogs in the classroom. <laughs> like, there's, what, 30 students? All of a sudden, there's, like, 100. I'm going to say, like, yeah. 200 200 frogs. frogs. There's just an insane amount of frogs. There was an amazing shot of a girl with pigtails with two frogs in her hand and g- literally going, I don't know what I'm doing. Just big These eyes. Are, and big and eyes and just, like, Ugh. It's just... And then there's like a moment where so ET is like watching some old romantic movie. Yeah. So a girl tries to leave the classroom, mm-hmm. and then mimicking the choreography, right? Elliot grabs her, pulls her back in, but she's too tall, so he like throws a kid on the ground. There's a kid already on the ground. Well, and Elliot ET just helps him down. ET helps, or Elliot <laughs> the, helps him down. Let's be honest the, well, here. He does push him back to the ground. Yeah. 
And He's already El- on the ground, but he gets him further to the ground. And then Elliot stands on the kid mm-hmm. so that he can kiss the girl. Yeah. And the girl's fine with this for some but reason. Apparently the girl was down with the kiss. So. <laughs> yeah. And it's just so it's just weird mm-hmm. just images happening. Where it's like it doesn't it doesn't really make sense. Uh-huh. Where did all the frogs come in? Why is <laughs> why are we in this weird heightened reality? Whereas I think the rest of the film is so grounded. Right. And then this scene is so heightened. I- it's it's jarring to me. It's here's the thing about the scene. It, I I will say this, and I will even go back to what you said earlier. When when you don't think that the connection between ET and Ellie, and that I think is a big part of my problem with this scene sure. too, is that I I don't feel that connection has been fully established. Right, and I think there is therein lies. Uh, this is gonna be get ready for surprising, man. <laughs> this is wherein lies. I liked. I still love the film, mm-hmm. but I have uh, my own issues. Okay, like while watching this. Okay, now where I go, huh? because <laughs> as a kid i just yeah. accepted that scene i accepted that's why the we idea all, we all love those scenes as a kid that's yeah. why they were so fun in all those 90s films that ripped it off yeah. where there's always and then one started to be less fun yeah. when i realized you're all just doing et yeah. um <laughs> but uh whereas a kid when i saw the film for the first time and i'm sure even for the audiences who just were swept up in it mm-hmm. like et having connection with elliot made sense et and elliot having uh, a weird mimicry thing yeah. um uh, mimic, you know, like uh, uh, while he's reacting at school, made sense while watching it. And this is where the case. I'll even argue, this is too subtle <laughs> in in my modern taste now. Really? And it's weird because it's hard to not. It's hard because there's no exposition, and no, there should be yeah. exposition on on the connection between Ellie and Et. You mm-hmm. just you're accepting it, and and that's that's where it's and that's where this is where I, this is where I can see it now is kind of a weird hiccup. Yeah, I don't know that I necessarily want like exposition, like a scene where they mm-hmm. s- state and explain, but maybe just a few more examples before we get to this big crazy one. And here's the funny thing too, right? I, I actually I do own um, my DVD uh, version. I ha- the v- DVD I have uh, is the 2002, you know, mm-hmm. 20th anniversary edition, which yeah. does sadly contain the re-release version, which I did not watch. Mm-hmm. I did watch theatrical, yeah. but I'm kind of I am gonna I'm kind of want to check out at least some of the deleted scenes, and one of them is a extended day with et and elliot okay and that's something that even spielberg has said like i kind of wish i kept in the film because it it does feel like a full day of et and elliot hanging out getting to know each other maybe that would help if i saw that maybe and that's probably maybe that's the after effect of cutting that those scenes out yeah because maybe we did see more examples of elliot and et mimicking each other Mm -hmm. i don't know i actually have to go check that out um but that's a case of maybe that's a case of editing too much mm-hmm. was a detriment yeah. of the information that was given to us. Um, and, uh, I'll not, say this too yeah. about this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this sort of idea that, uh, Matt Besser talks about, Do you know, Matt Besser, uh, upright. Yeah. He's okay. a, he's one of the founders of, uh, UCB upright citizens. Curly haired one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, improviser. Yes. And he's, <laughs> he talks about this thing called crazy town, which mm-hmm. is something you should try to avoid in an improv scene, mm-hmm. which is to say, if, if let's say you and I were doing an improv scene and I walk into the scene and I say, Hey, I'm from Mars. Mm-hmm. You should say, Oh, whoa, there's a Martian in my room. That's crazy. You shouldn't say I'm also a Martian. Right. Because if you say I'm also a Martian, then we're, there are no rules. We're, right. we're in what he calls crazy town. Right. <laughs> and I, I feel like that's something that a lot of filmmakers, that's a lesson. A lot of filmmakers should listen to too. That's a good one, because yeah. I just feel like at this point, because that psychic link has not been as established as I would like it to be, mm-hmm. it, it just kind of feels like we're throwing out the rules here, right. and we're in crazy town, and it's like, well, 
anything can happen and therefore nothing matters. Mm. And I, I just kind of lose my investment in the film at this point. And I can see, here's the funny thing. While I was trying to figure out where mm -hmm. I suspected, this is one of the early ones. Yeah. This sequence here. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, you're right. It does feel a little, uh, off compared to the rest of the movie, specifically the beginning of the film. Yes. Um, and I guess for me, it's like the reason it doesn't bother me that much is is the fact that like I still find it overall entertaining. I still find it overall funny. Yeah. Um, even though, yeah, like now in hindsight, I'm starting to look at it and go like, yeah, there really wasn't that clear of an like a clear, yeah. obvious visual cue uh, of the link. Of, of the link. Yeah. It's it's almost as if you don't know when it happened. You know when it, how it happened. Did E.T. slowly develop it with Elliot and Elliot? Not knowing it, and then the, and Elliot's like sick day. Yeah. I don't know, um, but you're right. Now that's one of those things where, I'm, huh? <laughs> As I was watching it yesterday, I'm like, yeah. But also, I you know I got it's the point where I'm like, well, all right, well, movies already been made. So yeah, I'm like, yeah. I roll with, it. <laughs> I, roll with I roll with, and I think it's yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of I'll roll with it happens in in big popular films. Yeah, and uh, I think that's the prime example of. <laughs> I'll go with it's it. True. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then, so Elliot's mom gets home. With Gertie. Yeah. Uh, and E.T., again, where I think maybe they're doing things for convenience. Mm -hmm. And this happens in movies sometimes, where it's like E.T. walks by the bottom of the frame. Yeah. And she's so focused on the fridge that she doesn't notice it. Right. I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> and to be fair, it's not. this is not specific to E.T. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of things that have done this. Right. But it's just, you would see you would see, you would see E.T. In, in your peripheral vision. Yeah. You would know something was in the room. Yeah, yeah You sure. would know two short beings are walking around instead of just the one you are At the very for. least, you'd hear him. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, though, I will say my second big laugh out moment with Gertie E.T. is when where it's like, where it's like, Mom, he's right here. Yeah. And then door, oh. what, who, door, fridge door slams in the E.T.'s face. Yeah. And oh. he just goes, eh. I will say, yeah. <laughs> I will say this. Gertie and E.T. both shine in this scene. They're both a oh, lot of fun. I love the bit. Yeah, and then, like, she's like, who, you know, and then the mom's like, who? is like, well, I think it killed him. I'm like, yeah. oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. I just, I don't know. <laughs> it's a little, I can Elliot's see. mom bothers Again, me it's, that's fair, because, like, yeah, she's. She's clearly. I, I don't care how you're into your own world. You're yeah. not hearing. Eh. Yeah, yeah. But again, this my, my my wish is just. I just want to see a film of Gertie e. and Gertie Gertie e. around e. Yeah. because that's what I really like here. <laughs> uh, also, uh, in the scene, uh, she finds the empty beer cans and is surprisingly not bothered, considering her oldest child is thirteen, fourteen. Right. I would think that would be more. Like of you a would assume, like for yeah, her. you you would assume Mike. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. Mike says, but you would assume Mike, and, be, and if you're if you're a parent, yeah, and we've seen nothing to believe that this is this. I mean, you you suspect that one of them was smoking in the dungeon dressing. <laughs> I think you might have imagined that. Fair enough. No, no, no. Uh. <laughs> but if you're like to me, Mike doesn't seem like a kid who would you would suspect of drinking beer normally, right? At his age, mm -hmm. so, the, the, so you would think that she's finding out something pretty shocking about Mike here, right? And yet she just does not address it at all, right? Like, it's almost like, I think the call happens immediately after she... Yeah. So it's almost like she doesn't even have time to process the beer yet. Yeah. And right when she got the call, she's just got the call from Elliot apparently being inebriated at school. Yeah, and she, that, she's then kind of yeah. going, did you get the right number? Are you sure it's the yeah. right Elliot? Um, and that's kind of, that's, again, one of those weird... That's another one of those weird for yeah. me where I'm like, huh. <laughs> maybe maybe we are just two young bucks because when you think about like bad news bears like they drunk they drank beer in that movie when they yeah, were Elliot's that's age. True. Maybe this is just like 70s. maybe it's just like hey man it's eighty two kids are drinking <laughs> beer we don't care. I mean maybe it is that. Yeah, that's true. We're 
Maybe I'm being. Maybe we're just a couple millennials in a room <laughs> being too hard on ET. Uh, and not getting that it was cool to drink beer in '82. <laughs> As a if you're a 13 or a nine-year-old. Yeah, in um, case. Anyway, so yeah. Also, I'll, I'll even give to the, and I'm probably stretching it. The idea that Elliot's mom didn't even have time to process everything when she got the call. Yeah. So she's off to like. She just flustered. She's just flustered and yeah. shit and already mad. She's got to go back and leave Gertie alone for 10 minutes, which yeah. is great because while, while she's like on the phone, Gertie is talking, you know, E.T. is behind the TV and mm-hmm. Gertie's watching some educational television. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, she's, you know, there's the letter B shows up and then Gertie's like B and then E.T.'s like B. Yeah. And Gertie's like, what? Yeah. You said B. Yeah. <laughs> she's excited. Yeah, she's she, like. She gets it. She, she knows what's going on. She's like, oh, crap. Oh, he's, yeah. he's talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do. Be and then be good. Be good. Yeah. Be good. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Gertie just. And that is, is the, this is the situation of the baby mm-hmm. of the family going, yeah. I did something better than the older yeah. brothers. Oh, that's a sweet feeling, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> as, you, as, a, as, a, as the baby, you live for that feeling. <laughs> um, so so, uh, mom goes to pick up Elliot, mm-hmm. uh, and in a in a in a, celeb- in a in a celebratory mood, Gertie dresses up ET <laughs> in a in a wig and hat and some ladies. This is clothes. what happens when you let a seven year old girl alone <laughs> with an alien. Yeah. <laughs> gonna make him look like an idiot. Yeah, Elliot comes home. And he's upset that uh, Gertie has taken away ET's dignity. It was great because even ET's kind of just standing going, "What." Yeah. Is, What's what, going on? what am what, I? What is, what is this? I don't even. I know this isn't look. He looks good. cute. He does. He does. <laughs> no, I even like Elliot's reaction. It was like, oh come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then Gertie's like, hey, idiot. <laughs> Never mind that. <laughs> this dude talks. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, yeah, no, because like, didn't Elliot go like ET, ET? Yeah. yeah. Wait. What? <laughs> yeah. uh, and then ET points to that s- the same spot in the sky. Mm-hmm. And he, does did I hear this right? Does he does he first say ET home phone? Yeah. And then they say ET phone home. Right. Yeah. So that no the the iconic yeah the iconic ET moment which is kind of I mean yeah it's 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 a lot of fun. He had yeah. said phone before that too. It's worth noting. Yeah. When he was just walking through the house, he said phone. phone. Because because yeah, yeah, Gertie sh- showed him the phone. Yeah. He's like phone. 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 That's, <laughs> that's how he knows. Yeah. So then E.T. Uh, leads Elliot to the house to get some shit to build a, a phone. Right. Which includes a buzzsaw, mm-hmm. which uh, Elliot cuts his finger on. And then another iconic moment. The healing. The, the finger glows, touches it, heals. Um, that idea of the healing came uh, uh, from Paul. I saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that. Um, but before that, apparently yeah. in the behind the scenes documentary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the screenwriter of the film, Melissa uh, Mathis, I think. Yeah. Math- she- Matheson or Math? Mathesis? Mathes- I don't know. I'll look it up. Yeah. She uh, she got the idea because she was asking kids, like, what would be the superpower you would want? Mm-hmm. And she said almost, like, most children actually told them something to get rid of when it, something hurts. Yeah. Did not hurt. And that Matheson. was kind of... Sorry. Was that? Matheson. Thank you. Um, and it's interesting to me that the, she decided, like, oh, that's something that a kid... Like, in a weird way, they, they'll allow E.T. to be kind of this sort of... Um, child dream yeah friend it's like he's cool he can create he has powers and oh yeah he if you get hurt he can heal you up real quick yeah so um that was the reason why et has the glowing finger Mm -hmm. uh, of healing so also i know it's interesting that the uh, melissa uh, matheson you said yes uh also wrote screenplay for black beauty yeah another movie about oh black beauty oh black Black Beauty. beauty I know Black Beauty was a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I had a big 
furry mane. Diarrhea. But uh, that was a movie where uh, the story also, that movie is a story of a child mm-hmm. and a creature. Yeah. And the bird, you know, in this case, I'm talking about bird. What the bird. fuck? I am, I am tired. As look, I have a long week ahead of me. Look at that moth. <laughs> that was you right now. <laughs> um, a horse is kind of like a bird. It's, it's not. Don't, don't, don't even try. The, you know, the long nose is kind of beak-like. A, a, a person, a, a child, and a horse. <laughs> yeah. Black beauty. Lamb yeah. a lamb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> it's Halloween. It's Halloween. Yes, E.T. Yes, has is. built the phone, but it needs to take it out into the woods where there's better reception. Is yes. that the yes. premise? Yes. Okay. Um. Side, side note: My cousins had a speaking spell. Yeah. Uh, which is gr- like key component of the phone. Right. Which uh, I obsessed with whenever I went to their place sure. when I was a kid. Because of E.T. Because of E.T. I. I I mean, I think my version of that is I wanted a talk boy from Home Alone Two mm-hmm. so bad. <laughs> I never got one. I never had a cousin who had one. I've never seen one in real life. And to this day, it haunts me. I had one. And I think that's why I host five podcasts. <laughs> because this is the talk man. Yeah, this no, is the this adult is version of the talk boy. You're, what I'm doing right now. Your prayer very hearty were home. <laughs> I had a talk boy. You, mind you. lucky was, son of a bitch. I actually did, side note, I did record, like, I recorded Adventure of course you Episodes, did. Because I, I took my comic books and I read them out loud. Of course. Reco- <laughs> you can have so much fun with a talk boy. Every boy should have a talk boy. <laughs> Except for me as a boy. Yeah, I never had a talk, talk boy. Just watch the movie. Okay, okay. okay. Again. I wanted it. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I want a talk boy. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's Halloween. Yeah. Uh, they got a scheme going. Yeah, a scheme going. Yeah. You know, Elliot's trying to convince Gertie. To, you know, like, Gertie, you remember, you're the... Ghost. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm a, a cowgirl. Cow no, 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 no. You're a ghost. ghost. <laughs> Your name is Homer Thompson. <laughs> uh, Hello, Mr. Thompson. Thompson. <laughs> um, the Mike was apparently dressed as a terrorist. Yep. <laughs> which I'm like, all the guys were going as terrorists. Of course they were, because yeah. they're because they're fucking ruffians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roughnecks. Um. So, but mom puts the kibosh on that. Yeah. So instead, he has a hobo with a knife through his head. Um. Mom is celebrating. Is mom having plan to have guests over? I I would assume so. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why she's all she's all dolled up and yeah. and she's got like candles everywhere and yeah. shit. What is her costume? A cat. Okay. A cat lady. Okay. Uh, a sexy cat lady. Yeah. Okay. I think she's is. I'm old enough to say that now. <laughs> yeah, she's a sexy cat lady. Yeah. <laughs> Was there? Okay. Well, we'll get to that when it comes up. Mm-hmm. Um. So, ET is posing as pretending to be Gertie as a ghost. Right. Which is. I have very conflicting emotions about this moment because on the one hand, it is another thing where the mom would, if she had one brain cell, would, would clearly recognize that it's not Gertie under there. Gertie does not have size 16 shoes. Um, <laughs> I was, I really was hoping at least they would be like, Oh, she's, is a, she's dressed as a clown ghost to explain the shoes, but they do no such thing. Um, she's just inexplicably fat. Cause she's way wider. The ghost is way wider than Gertie is. It's weird because again, I, I just yeah, again it's weird. Yeah. Like, I can't defend you. I can't fight you on that. He's like, well, yeah, fair enough. But I mean, I still like the scene. Mostly, but I will say this: mm-hmm. even with that going on, mm-hmm. this scene has maybe my favorite moment in the movie mm-hmm. when ET keeps trying to heal <laughs> the, Mike's fake head wound. It's and he's just like, cut it out. It's like I don't. Like, Ouch. No, no, it's not real. Yeah. 
I actually for it's actually been it's been a while since yeah. I've seen ET, so I actually forgot about that. That moment makes me laugh it's so hard. So good, it's so good. Because <laughs> <laughs> ET's looking. Oh no, I get it. You're hurt. Yeah. No, no, fucking hand. <laughs> and of course, he's, it's kid doesn't speak English. She can't explain it to him. <laughs> he just keeps trying to heal it. No, he's just like, ouch. No, just, ouch. No, yeah. I get it. Ouch. Stop it. It is so funny. <laughs> it is. It's kind of a like a perfect comedy moment where yeah. just every bit of it just hits exactly right. Um, but it uh, does bother me that the mom doesn't realize it's clearly not Gertie. Um, so they're heading out now. They're they're trick or treating. Air quotes. Yes. Um, and there's a cute little bit in which ET walks by a Yoda, a yeah. kid dressed as Yoda. Yeah. And. It's mostly funny because uh, here's how it plays two ways, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it plays out simply one where it's like E.T. sees a alien that looks kind of like him yeah. walk by him, and he's just kind of paying more attention to the alien. Yes. It also plays, uh, if you want to be the mega nerd, mm-hmm. you can even say it plays the idea that E.T. is recognizing, recognizing Yoda. Yeah. yeah. Um, apparently, uh, Lucas was tickled pink yes. by this bit. Yeah, it's a good bit. It's a good bit, yeah. And also, I can imagine being in 82 post-Empire Strikes Back, that bit would have killed. Oh, of course. Yeah, that would have been huge. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also another costume I want to talk about here, mm. which maybe I'm, maybe I'm, this is just my imagination going wild, mm. but there's one kid who it looked to me was dressed as the, and if you've read the book, The Shining, mm. you know what this, the significance of this character, mm-hmm. the furry prostitute from The Shining. In the movie, it's just one weird moment that's not explained where you see a dude in like a wolf mask going down on someone, uh, and it's a ghost. But in the move, in the book, it's explained that the, the the founder of the Overlook Hotel had this weird, shady history where he was like a furry prostitute. And there is someone, there's a kid that it seems to me is dressed specifically as that furry character. And again, maybe it's just that the mask looks kind of similar, but it's that's what it looks like to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just because The Shining had an imp- a big imprint on me, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seeing that creature everywhere. <laughs> but you I should mean, probably check on that. The Shining uh, came out in 1980, same year as Empire Strikes it's Back. True. So it's, is that Spielberg's another nod to a to old a, buddy, a fellow, uh, to yeah. a fellow buddy uh, Kubrick? Yeah. I, uh, who ooh, can say? Who could say? Stephen can, and he's not if here. So <laughs> that is a disturbing. Is a disturbing child. And it's a disturbing parent, or I guess just a parent who didn't know the significance of it. I'm going to bet on the latter on that, yeah. with the parent, but, but the, it's dist- really, the child is disturbing. It's, it's, a, it's a little... If, it's, if the kid's like, oh, I saw it in a movie. It's, oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's a wolf man. That's cool. <laughs> Not a wolf man. <laughs> um, oh, God. Okay, so it's Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> so the scheme is working. Yep. Uh, Elliot gets on the bike, puts uh, E.T. in the front, mm-hmm. takes off to the woods, and then... There, E.T. Elliot says, "Hey, it's getting bumpy. We're gonna have to walk from here." <coughs> E.T. says, eh. <laughs> "We going up? <laughs> and, Where uh, are we going? <laughs> we need no roads." <laughs> so, so Elliot, channeling Doc Brown, uh, uses his teleconnect powers to lift the bike in the air. Yep, and we get, I would say, the most iconic shot of the film it's because on it is, it's on your shirt it's it became the logo for spielberg's film company yep, yep. it is this is this is a big moment the, the bike is flying and we see it silhouetted against the moon yeah uh it's it's majestic mm-hmm. it's soaring over the trees yep fun moment it comes crashing down <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah literally crashing down yeah uh, as they go to the spot where they can set up the phone um and while they're doing that Guess guess what's going on? Some, uh, something in Elliot's room. Yep. 
with the evil adults. Well, at this point, um, Elliot's been gone for a while. Yep. Um, so, and uh, Elliot's mom clearly realizes that who anyone, if anyone was going to, if someone was going to show up at that, at her little party, no one showed up at her little yep. party. <laughs> Sad moment. She blows out the candles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Using like the little wand thing yep. she had. It was one of the like those, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny too. Cause that's the thing where it's like, there's no implication. There's not a lot of implication. There's no obvious things that she's on the phone talking to somebody or anybody or even yeah. potentially a guy yeah. who could have came over. Yeah. It's this weird, it's another bit like no one showed up. And that's almost interesting. You can even build, fill in the rest of the story mm-hmm. if you want to. Yeah. But it's more the implication of like, you're only seeing, if you're, if we're kind of mostly staying with the kids, you don't know. Yeah. Or want to know that your mom might be seeing somebody else. Yeah. Despite the fact that your dad's But we do know that the mom is sad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so she runs off trying to see if she can find her kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, government agents are doing some nefarious business in, in Elliot's room. Yeah. Um, Elliot uh, is in the woods. He says, E.T., we got to go home. It's getting late. Mm-hmm. E.T. doesn't want to go home. Yeah. He's waiting. Yeah. Like, waiting, waiting, waiting. He's just constantly just going like, no, 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 no. Give him five more minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Five more spellac minutes. Yeah. So then Elliot falls asleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a kind of a sad moment before he falls asleep where he's, isn't he kind of, kind of going like, why, like, why can't you just stay here? Yeah. Like, why can't you just, yeah. just hang out here? And, you know, like, like you know, I don't want you to go, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of pretty, yeah, it's Elliot literally going, what the fuck? I thought we're it's friends. A little, it's a little heavy. <laughs> a little heavy. He's like, why do you want to leave so quickly? Yeah. And E.T., it's, he gets that he's sad. Yeah. But, but he yeah, wants to fucking go home. Yeah, but E.T.'s, uh, he, that's why he kind of touches his face and he's like, I gotta go, man. I gotta go, man. <laughs> yeah. So then Elliot falls asleep. Mm-hmm. He wakes up, E.T.'s gone. Yeah. But as Elliot knows, perhaps telepathically, mm-hmm. that he's not gone home. He's just gone from this part of the woods. Right. So we go searching for him, and he finds E.T. lying in the sort of... Oh, not him, though. Not Elliot. Oh, yeah, the, the agent. Elliot home. has to go back home. Yes. Because, uh, no, Elliot's feeling so uh, sick. Yes. And he's not quite sure exactly why. He yeah. comes home... Mom's freaking out. Yeah. Because she's like, fuck again, you disappear on me. Yeah. But all, again, Elliot's only worried about E.T., so he yeah. goes, tells Mike, and he's like, okay, is E.T. here? Yeah. No. Okay, so find him. You gotta go find him. Because I don't know where he's at, yeah. and he's not, I don't think he's doing well. Yeah. And it's actually one of the things I really like is that, again, Mike not being, now that Mike is no longer needing to be the dick brother. Yeah. Mike is legitimately He's like, got it. I'm got, out. I'm out. It's on his bike. He takes off. Love it. I love yeah. that Mike's finding action. To, Mike, action. Mike, and he's yeah. dodging a car that is following him. Exactly. Quite expertly. Very good. And Mike um, finds ET, and this is one of the most horrific shots in the movie. This is one of <laughs> not only the most horrific shots in the movie, but one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess kudos to Spielberg. <laughs> although this does tie into why I hate the film. Okay. Okay. We see a d- dried up ET. Yeah. Like, just pale, white, skin cracking, mm-hmm. just E.T. looking horrible. Yeah. And he's lying in a ditch. Yeah. And it's just... Fuck. It's just... It's fucking bad. Yeah. It's a bad scene. <laughs> no, if you want to talk about traumatizing for a child... Bro, this is <laughs> horrible. And I get, Okay, I'm going to get into why I hit E.T. now. Okay. Because the, the second turn is kind of all throughout this bit. Okay. All right. The reason I hate E.T., mm-hmm. Is the same reason I hate the Lost season finale, series finale. <laughs> okay, it's tying together. <laughs> and that, what what is this movie about? 
Mm-hmm. What is the what lesson is learned? What is the character arc? Because mm-hmm. I can't find it. Okay. At the start of the movie, Ellie is a good guy who wants to help E.T. Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie, he's a good guy who wants to help E.T. Right. What this movie is to me okay. is Spielberg is this sort of demented god figure using his powers for evil. Here's where... I mean, Spielberg, Spielberg has an undeniable skill for sentimentality. Right. And I feel in E.T., he uses it for evil, where the whole... <laughs> this movie is just this fucked up experience... Where Spielberg, as this god of sentimentality, says, Hey, hey, you like E.T.? You like this thing, E.T.? I'm gonna make you like this thing, E.T. Now look what happens. And then just fucking breaks his head off. And, and, and says, good, cry. And then at the end of the movie, puts the head back on and says, Stop crying. What are you doing? Stop crying. And I'm sorry, but the end of the movie is not a satisfying story enough that I feel better about how horrible you made me feel seeing chalky, dried-up skin cracked E.T. It's just, it's just, I feel bad, and it, and by the end of it, there's no resolution. I don't feel better. I just feel depressed. It's not fun. It's not a movie. It's not a good story. It's just, hey, here's something you like. I'm going to make it suffer for no reason. And I'm sick of it. I don't think it's satisfying. I don't think it's fun. And I don't think it's a good story, and I don't think it's a good movie. <laughs> you guys still here? <laughs> you, guys, you guys around still? Spielberg is a fucking prick when he hit making this movie. He made, he, he's making kids cry. That's all he's trying to do is make kids cry and learn no lesson. Still hanging around? <laughs> you guys here? I'm just checking. <laughs> You guys all right? <laughs> How you doing, Matt? <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm reliving this horrible <laughs> denouement, which is uh, uh, unsatisfying and, and, and bullshit. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> let it, so, be, known, I mean, let well, it be known that like many years of being friends with Matt yeah. has allowed me to not be mad at him anymore about this. I just got to say, I'm laughing. It's like, yeah. it's funny to me. I'm like, <laughs> don't you see that? Do you not see what I'm saying? At least, no, even uh, if you don't agree with me, do you not understand I, my feelings? I I do. Even I really don't agree with. Okay. You. <laughs> um, should we? I mean, should we just go back to covering it and then you can make your points? As yeah, we go yeah, on? we can we can do that. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's how uh, I feel. That's it. You just dump trucked it. You were yeah. just like you were like the Brinks truck fill of just of because, the, I mean, of really, the there's opinion. No, there's no specific moment where that comes to right, me. Right, right, right. It's just starting from this moment on. Well, no, I, I will it's say just, th- it's just all that to me. I will say this. I get. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I will like this is me again. I listen. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and I guess the reason why I don't feel that way for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, is that for me? Um, yes, he is manipulating the fuck out of you. Yes. I, agree. I do agree with that. It's cheap emotional um, manipulation. I don't know if it's cheap for me. I think it's cheap. Fair enough. I think, it's very I, cheap. I think it does work for me. But Ooh, I look, was... uh, Charlie and Claire are gonna kiss. Isn't that gonna make you happy? <laughs> Guess what? They are in purgatory. That's what I'm. That's the, it's the same exact emotions that I'm feeling there that I felt in watching this uh, film. I. I... I guess for me, because... And let's go back to the... Let's go beat to beat to beat, okay? Okay. Okay, so we are... So, E.T. gets brought back to the house by Mike. Right. And he's... Okay, and he's chalky as... This is, again, horrifying images yeah. of just E.T. looking chalky and horrifying. And again, as much as I... I mean, I feel like this is part of the cheap emotional manipulation. Yeah. It is in the same way that it's it's kind of amazing how they made E.T. so... the 
pull off the subtly is cute. Yeah. It is crazy with how simply they can make this puppet the most horrifying thing in the world. Yeah. And also equally sad. Yes. You know, and there's e- Elliot's horrifying there. Horrifying in a sad way. Not, not like, yeah. you're not like you're scared of eating. You're scared for E.T. Yeah, exactly. No, and then as well as Elliot, because Elliot's yeah. apparently feeling the I same effects. I give a shit about Elliot, to be uh, honest. At this point, I'm still with Elliot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Elliot is also feeling the kind of the same kind of, again, whatever E.T.'s going through, Elliot's going through. Yeah. Um, and now it's a case where Mike has to go, all right, well, I, now we tell Mom. Yeah. And again, mom sitting there with a coffee going, what's going on? And like, at first she thinks E.T. is a thing they made. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's so great. No, not great. It's not <laughs> great. And you see the her reactions is simply pouring the coffee out yeah. to the ground and not sure. And her mom instinct is to get her children away from the scary thing. Yes. Even though they're all three of them are telling. It's not going to hurt you. That's not going to hurt you. It's yeah. fine. And blah, blah, blah. And this is now we get to the point where she's they're on their way to the house, but right outside. Mm-hmm are some g-men G- g-men yeah in spacesuits yes in a in not hazmat suits not hazmat spacesuits spacesuits i almost this is where you can almost argue where it's um the visual more than the, the visual, practical i mean i can see the practical i'm, I'm weirdly right. gonna defend the space <laughs> and then <laughs> really this is okay that's fair i was gonna i'm actually was about to i you love know, the visual you know i'm a wild card i actually love the visual of the spacemen uh in a weird way, invading their house, the yeah. weird inverse of the idea yeah. that the that the astronauts are invading the home, not the alien. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what I will say for the defense of the practical is that maybe they know E.T. has powers, mm-hmm. but maybe they don't know the extent of his powers. Mm-hmm. So for all I know, E.T. could suck the atmosphere out of the room, Yeah. Which in which case a spacesuit would be handy. Sure. So I, I don't think it's entirely that's a good, unpractical. That's a good no prize. I'll give yeah. you that one, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um... But it is also an amazing visual, though. And like I said, I think, even the, I think that is the reason yeah. why. It's the idea of the quote-unquote astronauts invading yes. the home in which they are currently holding a alien, which is normally the invader. Yes. Um, so they take E.T. and Elliot to mm-hmm. a sort of... Uh, oh, it's home still. They're still there. They're still at the house. Yeah. And so basically, and now they reconverted Elliot's home into, oh, like, you're a, right. yeah, into like a weird like lab, they, yeah, they, like, yeah. like placement thing. They put like a bunch of you know like your your, your bubble boy tubes and yeah, that's what I'm calling call classic them. bubble boy tubes. <laughs> um, um, interviewing the interviewing Gertie, the Mike, uh, the mom, and they're all trying to figure out. And again, the their the their faces of the adults are still kind of covered. Yes, at this point. Uh, and here's a point where, again, the film made me angry. <laughs> and again, I think it does relate to the Lost finale in a weird way. Mm. I think they're very similar. I think I think I think many I, people I, who are fans of Lost and ET are surprised at the connections you're doing. I, but I'm, I'm but seeing I, it though. Yeah. I'm seeing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I think Lindelof was obviously very in, influenced by Spielberg. And oh I think yeah. That shows here. Right. Uh, or shows there in the Lost finale, which is <laughs> not what we're actually talking about. There's a moment here when one of the scientists is talking to Mike, and Mike says. Um, uh, E.T. Can, communicates through Elliot mm-hmm. and then the scientist says um, w- like he hears his thoughts mm-hmm. and then Mike sighs exasperatedly and says no like he feels his feelings yeah. which to me is Spielberg looking into the camera and giving me the middle finger <laughs> I'll tell you why <laughs> <laughs> okay. because I feel like in this scene he is saying that the people like me mm-hmm. who want a more sort of satisfying ending from just the story per- the literal story perspective yeah are are the are the scientists saying uh, he communicates through thoughts and not getting it, mm-hmm. and that we should be more like kids who just have empathy mm-hmm. and, and express things through feelings, and that's enough. Mm-hmm. Where I, I I think this is his little uh, dig at, at, at the people like me in the audience, <laughs> and maybe maybe I'm paranoid, maybe I have a persecution <laughs> complex, 
But I, but I, not his dig at the people in the audience. But that's not exactly what I'm trying to say. Mm. His dig at that kind of thinking, mm. which is, I, I will admit, the kind of thing that I'm using here. But why that infuriates me uh-huh. is because there are so many movies and movies directed by Steven Spielberg himself that are appealing on both levels. Mm-hmm. And here he's giving me an appealing that uh, uh, a movie that is only appealing to my emotion and saying, fuck you if you want anything else. Whereas, you know, Jaws and Raiders of the Lost Ark right. and a million other movies by other people work on both levels. Mm-hmm. This one only works on one level and acts like that's the point. It's just... And it's, it is one of those things where... If it really depends on if you like the movie, right? This will this scene will be very satisfying to you, sure. Because it's like, oh yeah, the kids get it, and if you're on board, then it's like, yeah, you're with them and you're with them the whole way, and it's mm-hmm. exciting. But it's it feels very alienating <laughs> to people like me who are not into the movie. Okay, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Um, and I I hear I mean here's my thing right because you wrote my answer is what you said yeah like because I'm in I'm yeah. in it yeah I get it yeah um. Uh, oh, side note, I totally realized we forgot to mention the plant, the flowers. Oh, yeah. Well, here's why the plant also is dumb. <laughs> oh, why, okay. Why do, we, <laughs> why do we need 20 different indicators of how E.T. is feeling? We already see that when E.T. gets better, Elliot gets better. Yeah. We already see his stomach lighting up. Mm-hmm. Why do we also need the plant to let us know how E.T. is feeling? It's a good visual, man. I like it's it. A, <laughs> it's a good visual, but it's like, do one or the other, I say. It's funny. I don't know. It's look, weird. You, when, you, when you're, when you're mm. deciding what jewelry to wear, look in the mirror and take mm. one thing off. That's my advice. Well, I'm telling you as a guy who's wearing several pairs of jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I see what the issue is. I'm Mr. Teeing it right now. <laughs> I will not. I'm de- not. I'm not kidding. I'm not wearing. I'm not wearing anything. I will not <laughs> deny that it is a good visual. Mm-hmm. I just think it, it, it's a it, it, Listen, son, I'm I'm a I'm a member of the school of thought that says you have to be ruthless with movies sometimes. Okay, okay. And just because well, something no, if, is if, good, does, for someone to be in a movie, I mm, think it has to be good and right. necessary. Well, I mean, and to me, this meets one of those criteria. Here's the thing for me, right? It's and this is kind of going back to what you've said earlier mm-hmm. uh, is about are you in it or not? Yeah. And, and I feel like um, I'm in it still, and the main reason I'm in it is the film hooked me emotionally. Mm-hmm. Pretty early on. Yeah. So right now, I'm in it with the emotional ride of it. See, and that's where it hooked me emotionally as well. And then I But felt, your emotions in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> it felt, I felt betrayed me well, it's like by, it's, by, by making AT suffer and not have no happy... And again, this is a weird place where I'm like defending it, but I can't exactly explain exactly why I'm defending it. Yeah. And I, a lot of it is my own personal taste. and what, But I, also, but, like yeah. I said... Baby chick, I was imprinted. I was not yeah. pregnant. Jesus Christ, I'm fucking tired. <laughs> imprinted, uh, imprinted, like in Twilight, like in Twilight. Oh, mm. <laughs> I was imprinted uh, with the film as part of my life, and so for and, me, it's like it's hard for me to go separate the critical eye version of me, which I can see and I can even get where you're coming from. Yeah. But at the same time, like, yeah, but emotionally, and that's a hard thing for me to yeah. defend. That's a hard thing for me to explain. And it's, it's impossible. To, and I think I'm going through the exact same thing on the other end, which is mm-hmm. like, I, it's we're never going to see each other's point of view. And right. I think, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing about ET. Mm-hmm. I think it is a movie where it, it, it's kind of insular in a way, right? Where it, 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 it's 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 feeding to one particular taste mm-hmm. really, really well, right? At the expense of other people's tastes, and 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 I mean, a movie that doesn't do that, a movie that tries to appeal to everyone, is a too broad piece of shit. Yeah. So maybe ultimately that is a strength of ET. Right. But it's I, a very sing- it's a very decision singular cho- artistic choice. Yeah. That does affect people. 
I yes. didn't say good or positive. I just affected people. Yeah. Um, here's the thing I'll say too. It's like, um, like I want to reiterate what I said earlier is that I do still love the movie, but it's not a movie I love as much as say Jaws or, yeah. or, or, or uh, Raiders. And I think a lot of that is cause I'm a, I'm a character guy first. Yeah. And, a and then a structure guy second. Mm. That's my personal feelings on films. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a guy who, Whereas I, first. I am a guy who has read uh, Hero with a Thousand Faces mm-hmm. and is therefore <laughs> clearly a little into structure. Um, so. so no, but I'm a character guy first. Yeah. I'm all about character and then structure immediately after that. And then plot is a weird thing after those. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, for me, structure and character are real neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, th- I think, I mean, I think you can be a character guy and still come down on either side of this. Because sure. again, really it is like, we both love E.T. like Carrick. Right. Like we both e. we're both come from a perspective of I just, I love E.T. and want to see him have a yeah. good adventure. Right. Whereas to me this is not a good adventure. This is just him being mm. made to suffer for <laughs> well so, for again Spielberg as a demented god of sentimentality. <laughs> well, my I, big, that's my big line on this episode. Well, I'll say this, and this is where I will find it. This is where I think it's interesting for me. Um, I I don't want to play this card too early, but I feel like I have to play this card okay. early. I. Do not like mm-hmm. over sentimental Spielberg. Yeah, I hate <laughs> with a fiery well, I would passion. Say that to me, that is not Spielberg using it for evil. That mm. is Spielberg failing at well, his no, sentimentality. I, but let me explain. And to a certain degree, yes. And yeah. I, I think there's a little more to that. Um, it's very well known that when he made ET, mm-hmm. he this is and literally this is what he says in the behind the scenes. ET allowed him to realize that he. Um, there's a career. There's a path he thought his career was going to be pretty clearly is that mm-hmm. he can make fun movies, yeah. uh, like Jaws and, and Raiders. And it's funny how in the trailer they mention those movies, but not 1941. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair enough. But he's admitted that he knows like that was a career path that he could have easily kept going, mm-hmm. like well thought out, well structured, uh, fun character uh, based adventure films. Yeah, and he could have kept going that path. Mm-hmm. Um, E.T. was the first success he's had, a mega success, mm-hmm. in which he was able to get audience in an emotional uh, reaction, yeah. as big as the thrills he gave them. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, Spielberg now realized, okay, I can do that too. And he, he, my answer is yes, but then because of that, mm-hmm. he's become, he uses that, that side of him too much in a, in a way that's too cloying in worse movies. Yeah. Um, AI. AI. Again, we're probably... <laughs> this is a tick. I just that's a tick. No, but it's, that's it. one. AI. Um, Warhorse. Twilight. <laughs> his, even his segment in Twilight Zone, which I'll go into later we'll when get, we're going we'll to Twilight Zone. We'll get to that. Written by? Uh, oh, my God. Melissa Matheson. Uh, interesting. I, I, didn't actually, I didn't know that. I actually, I to be fair, I am I guess I am I would say I'm 25% sure, and then I saw <laughs> she has a writing credit for the Twilight Zone movie. It's, it's a I'm fair assuming b- it's that one. I'm going to bet you money it's that I one. I could be wrong. No, you're probably, it's maybe, one. but I'm, 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 I'm feeling pretty strong that you're right on that yeah. one. <laughs> anyway, um, so no, I, I feel like when he's sentimental Spielberg, he's both too protective of his audience mm-hmm. and then too manipulative of his audience. Yeah. And he thinks he's doing a good job by yes. trying to be emotional, and instead he comes off as like heavy emotional Mm. and i feel like et while it works for me here Mm -hmm. is the beginning of that side of his first taste of power (laughs) first taste of power and it's beginning of that sort of i'll call it kind of uh bad habits yeah that spielberg does develop okay and i feel like et is the beginning of that because someone told him this is good yeah and he's like oh cool i can do this to which i go remember remember those movies made before this that were amazing do do both like yeah like balance it out because when he's on emo- when he tries to do an emotion, when he does a bad emotional film first, yeah, I hate it. 
<laughs> I like what? Oh God, I hate it so much. Um, so I feel like ET is the beginning of that. Yeah, I honestly do feel that. I feel yeah. like you know, like so the, the manipulation side of, of Spielberg is the be, it's the begin it begins in ET. Okay, I do believe that. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I still like it in this movie. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I know. So, uh, the government, so Keys, a character only identified in the credits as Keys, mm-hmm. is talking to Elliot. And, and it, this is actually the first face uh, that's yeah. not the mom. And yes. he's played by Peter Coyote. Yes. Yeah. Coyote's big prominent feature in this film, yeah. sort of. <laughs> um, and it's here where we learn that the government are, in their way, the good guy. Yeah. They're, they are trying to save E.T. Right. They're not trying to cut him open. Mm-hmm. They're, not, they're not trying to, to use him for their gain. Right. They think this is an amazing thing that has come to our planet. Yeah. We can't let it die. Yeah. I even like his little bit where he, I even like where Keyes is telling, you know, Elliot, like, I'm really glad he met you first. Yeah. That, I mean, okay, listen. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, did I cry and was happy when when Charlie and Claire kissed in the Lost Finale? <laughs> yeah, I did. It doesn't mean it's not manipulative. <laughs> um, this I will say, this character I did find I myself really relating to him the most as well. And mm. that I I am someone who has been interested in the extraterrestrials for a, a good portion. Once of my again, life. I'm going to point to Adam. So I want uh, Adam. Jesus Christ, Minnie. I am so tired. <laughs> I'm okay. sorry, Just Matt. Keep, keep um, uh, I'm going to once again point to uh, Matt's I want to believe poster on the wall. On and the wall. Granted, I'm, I'm not someone who believes they have visited, mm. but I I to quote the poster, <laughs> I want to believe. And he has a moment where he says, I've been waiting for this moment since I was 10 Maybe years I'm old. getting drunk by E.T. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe, Maybe. E.T. Maybe E.T. is somewhere getting lit. Getting late, and, and then, like, I'm just going... He's getting, like, wasted, and yeah. I'm getting the after effect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> he, he has that line where he says, I've been waiting for this moment since I was 10. Yeah. Um, and I just, like... Uh, I don't know. I, I like this guy. Yeah. But ultimately, it's for not, because E.T. is dying, dying, mm-hmm. and then he dies. Right. E.T. is dead. Right. And then love brings him back to life because this is a bullshit emotionally manipulative movie. Uh, and oh yeah, it's just because the timing of the ship gets there. I don't uh, care. I at this point I'm just so mad <laughs> that I, I I find it hard to invest. It's weird because again, like I don't. Yes, here's some. Yeah, if you want to talk about structure, I don't know why ET comes back from the dead. Is it short because- short of GC for for short of like. Jesus Christ uh, yeah. analogs uh, or it's, just like but repairs. But it's not even that. It's a weak analog. Cause he, I don't know. Yeah. I, I Matt, I can't tell you why. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I Elliot wish... says I, I love you and E.T. comes back to life. It's like, yeah. I don't. I, that's as simple as that. That's the thing. I don't know. I'd say it. I'd, it's fun. Here's the funny thing. As I'm watching the movie last yesterday, mm-hmm. I was sitting there going, Matt's going to ask about that. <laughs> Is the implication because his ship arrives at that moment and the ship brought yes. him back to life? I All think right. so. Right. I'll go with that. Well, is that, here's an interesting <laughs> angle too. Um, concerning the flower again, yeah. uh, Spielberg always views ET as almost like a plant, yeah, like a living, like a, a, a like a like a, a sentient plant yeah. creature, not so much like a, a like a dog or anything like that, yeah. or, or like even my a mammal. Harvey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but so he views you know he views ET as like a plant scenario, and yeah. so in a weird way, like maybe the ship is connecting him again. To, to be reignited again. Right. That's how E.T. knows. That's how E.T. is awake and he's a, his heart goes back well, and he won't shut going... up again. It's another funny bit. <laughs> that is fun. That is a funny bit. E.T. found home. Uh, E.T. found uh, home. Okay, okay. Uh, and it's, it's this great little Elliot being both happy and then annoyed like, with him immediately. <laughs> I, like his, not, I like not, his fake crying too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not made of stone. That bit is fun. <laughs> and I will say a uh, bit of the, the glowing heart here, a bit of foreshadowing to Temple of Doom maybe. Oh my looks a lot like a thing that'll be ripped out in another <laughs> movie. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Elliot's but, like, we gotta we gotta get ET the hell out of here. Yeah. Get him back to the woods. So even though Peter Coyote is a good guy, I still don't know that the government is gonna believe me. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's the thing about the government in the scene is they they want to do good, but they're misguided. They don't, they won't right. listen to Elliot. They don't think they think what they're doing is the best way to save ET, which of course is not. Side note on this before even all this, right? Okay. Well, ET died. I, I I'm fascinated by the fact that like we talked about how Spielberg wanted to make sure that you don't see the parent, the adult's face. Yeah. Um, what do you think the implication means when after ET dies, that's the time we actually see not one not adult, not one adult. All the adults that are involved in the house, they all take their helmets off, yeah. and they all we all get to see their face. What do you think that is that sort of sort of what do you think that could imply? Does that work out? Does that do you give a shit if it implies? I, I really, I don't give a shit at this point. Okay, so I will I will throw a theory, and okay. just assuming the fact of that. It feels like you're trying to lead me into liking the film. No, not lead you to liking the film. I just need to know if you see something else in that moment. Ah. Uh. I mean, I don't, at this point, I feel like they, 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 there's no point to the mystery. Is all. That's mm-hmm. all I really feel about. Yeah, I think, if anything, if a moment in which they are empathetic as to the situation, mm-hmm. that makes them uh, more than just the mysterious adults that I don't know who yeah. they are. They are part. They, it's almost like that's the kids understanding that they understand yes. as well. So I'm, that's how I take that scene. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they get, he gets E.T. in the back of a van. And when you set up the fact that Mike can't drive in Act 1. Yeah. <laughs> check, check off driving. Check off driving. Um, with a Bubble Boy 2 attached to the back of the van. I'm sure there's a real name for that, but it's a Bubble Boy 2. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone knows what we're talking about when we see it's a Bubble, bubble when we Boy say 2. It's a bubble boy too. Yeah, right. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so Mike is in, in the front of the car, mm-hmm. and he's got to get it. Their plan is to, for Mike to put a mask on. Yeah. So they don't realize a child is driving this car. Yeah. And again, with the weird things for convenience, Mike is inexplicably unable to put the mask over his head. <laughs> it's like a solid 30 seconds of him like, I, 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 mm. I can't do it. I can't, it's right there, Mike. You, you fucking moron. It's right there. <laughs> and you can't figure it out. And everyone is looking at you. <laughs> uh, and then a, a, an adult does, in fact, see him. And they're like, hey, what's, what's uh, going on here? <laughs> And then Mike uselessly puts the mask on them. And then books it. Just books it with the mobile boy tube still attached. With two guys in two the guys tube. Two guys in the tube. Um, so a chase ensues. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elliot figures out that he can remove some, like, they look like Ikea screws. Like, yeah, like, pretty much. Yeah. He pulls those out, the tube goes off, they're fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gang, the, the, the D&D gang has showed up. Yeah, Mike tells them before they drive, was like, meet us at the playground. At by the, the playground. Thing. Actually, there's another good bit of business where Elliot's like, Mike's trying, well, how do I get to the playground? I don't know. Like, Mom always drives. Mom always drives, which yeah. is the most perfect kid answer. Yeah, like, that, that is a classic kid answer. I don't know roads. Spiel, you know, Spielberg knows <laughs> roads where we're going. I don't know roads. <laughs> uh, you know, Spiel- so two Back to the Future references. This is the 30th you anniversary. Gotta, <laughs> you gotta do it. You gotta do it. Uh, um, so then they they ditch the car they 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 get in the bikes it's all of them on bikes we get a, a little repeat of the flying bike scene this time they're they're mm-hmm. crossing over the I like the sun. cute little bit where the kids are like can't he just be beamed up and Elliot's like this is a uh, this is real life <laughs> yeah this is not a science fiction dude fucking <laughs> get it together right. dumbass <laughs> dumbass um at yeah they're flying and it's this is again another cool visual mm-hmm. five kids flying down the bike I like the fact they still have the pedal because yeah. what else do you do on a bike like your instinct is to pedal yeah and let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Let's suppose you're on a bike. Mm-hmm. ET's in the basket. Yes, you're flying. Yes. Do you feel lazy if you don't pedal? 
in the same way that if you're on the back of a tandem bicycle, you feel lazy if you don't pedal. That's a per- I would feel lazy if I didn't right? pedal. Yeah. Because it, yeah. like, it feels like E.T. is doing all the work. It feels like he should do something. <laughs> and also, t- also, with Elliot's experience, he also knows we probably should keep p- pedaling. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to need to hit the ground moving. <laughs> so, um, so they all land. Mm-hmm. They don't crash this time. Yeah. They do a too sophisticated for for the the level of intellect we're dealing with right where they all skid and stop in perfect unison hey, hey, hey. they may not be smart kids but they know biking they know how to bike <laughs> yes that's fine i guess <laughs> um ship shows up the heart's glowing again yep um et is like there's a little moment where et says come yeah elliot says stay which i feel is a definite well it's a mirror of of the close encounters finale yeah, where, and, and maybe spielberg in his mind writing a wrong where you know we right. talked about how in later interviews said yeah, like now that I have kids, no way would I have gotten on that ship. And this is the case where, by this point, he has kids. Yeah, Spielberg has in real life. Spielberg has had children, yeah. and so now he's definitely like, no, Elliot, yeah. Elliot's staying with his mom. <laughs> but again, I feel like this is—he's coming down on the wrong side again mm. because he's now thinking of himself, and he would stay. But Elliot doesn't have kids. Yeah. Like if you're Elliot, cause I, I'm not saying you would go, mm-hmm. but wouldn't you hesitate for a second in a way that Elliot? El- Elliot has already, I think, too fast learned the lesson that mm. he needs to stay here. I feel and like needs to go home. I feel like, the, but he hasn't like. But there's more for Elliot there. I don't know. I, again, I don't know. and maybe this is just me with my "I want to believe" poster. <laughs> if I have this adventure, it's going to be really hard for me to say stay in that moment. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like that. <laughs> to me, it makes sense that Elliot's like, like here's the thing. Elliot is Elliot asks ET. Here's the one thing, right? Elliot asks ET to stay. Yeah. Because. Elliot, you know, Elliot feels more in the end. In the end, Elliot's eleven or ten. Yeah. So for him, like he can't wrap his head around the idea of leaving home now. That's true, I guess. You know, he's a ten, he's a ten year old. What Dreyfus is an adult, but is ready to fucking leave. I guess. Yeah, you know, as a ten year old, like yeah, like if I, I when I was a kid, I can't even imagine the idea. Of All right, maybe my I am being a little nitpicky in this one. <laughs> that's um, why he's asking ET to stay though. It's like you can stay here with us, with your family that has loved you, and yada yada yada. Yeah. Um, and then we get. Uh, and then conveniently, Gertie, and then the mom, and, and even Peter Coyote show up. Well, and mm-hmm. who else? Right after ET gets on the ship, mm-hmm. who tries to join him, but it learns that uh, unlike Elliot, he is not welcome to come with him. My boy, <laughs> Harvey, <laughs> stealing the show even to the, to the very end. Harvey shows up to. To try to get on that ship. He's like, that's the dude with the food. I want to go with him. He's just like, whoa, whoa. Elliot can come. You can't. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Harvey. He just walks up. Harvey's great. What a great dog. <laughs> um, E.T. saying goodbyes. Yeah. Um, and it's cute. He, he does a proper goodbye for each one. Yeah. I think he says that what he says to Gertie is perfect. What did he say to Gertie? Be good. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, what he says to Mike. Thank you. Because, yeah. yeah, he did help him. Yeah. And then we get to... You know the last yeah. goodbye with Elliot. Yeah. You know. Um. So okay. You want to talk about? Am I still with it or not? Yeah. So while I'm watching the film. Yeah. I'm. I know we're getting near the end. Yeah. And I'm going. Hmm. Okay. We're almost done. I guess I'm. I remember when I was younger, I used to cry at this bit, but I guess probably not anymore. I know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yep. Tears this morning. Yep. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm an easy cry at movies. Yeah, I cry when ET was in the ditch for <laughs> sure. Sure, dry eyes in this moment because <laughs> because this point I feel me. I feel used, <laughs> I feel betrayed, and I feel like no one's really learned anything to make this a significant story. I nope, still teared up. I was even <laughs> fighting it. I'm not gonna do it. 
I'm not gonna do it. And I did. I did. No, it's I. I'm a fucking softy, man. <laughs> I'm a fucking like just. I am a softy. Yeah, Mister. He's on. <laughs> Let me tell you some of the things I cry at. Oh okay, yeah. Are we doing this? Go go. 2009 Star Trek. Mm-hmm. At the start of the movie, mm-hmm. when Captain Kirk's dad sacrifices himself. Scene, though, yeah, I'm with you. I've seen that movie. I'm gonna say seven times, and mm-hmm. I still cry every time I see it. It's, good. it's a good opening. It's but a let me good go opening even scene. deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. The final season. Mm-hmm. A season which I did not really enjoy. I did not like that last season either. And yet, no. still, mm-hmm. in a moment. In an episode that I even especially did not enjoy, mm. when uh, Barney's mom finally accepts Robin as a daughter. Ah. I cried. <laughs> I didn't like that season. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that episode. Mm-hmm. But seeing these two human beings <laughs> relate to each other on such a level got to me. <laughs> End of E.T. Fucking, I'm, I'm looking for Ben Stein with the clear eyes. I'm looking for something to, to fix these dry eyes I got, because nothing's happening there. Yeah, still here. <laughs> <laughs> I, that I cried. <laughs> I, I mean, I cried when ET was sick, and then I felt you made me cry for nothing, you sick bastard. So I, I still cried emotionally during this moment of the film. <laughs> and I'll tell you another thing: I, as illustrated by the I Bet Your Mother example, mm-hmm. I am more of a happy crier than a sad crier. Mm-hmm. And yet again, dry eyes at the end of this film. <sighs> Should we do plugs? Um. Uh, let me ask. Let me do one more thing. Okay. My little final uh, wrap-up thought, because okay. I think yeah. All right. Much like Jerry Maguire. Much like Jerry. Like here's it. Like you've you've definitely laid it out before we get to the final chunk. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you this. It, uh, I think for me, if you want to talk about character, I think for me it's I guess the arc for me, and it's you will disagree with me. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, is Elliot uh, learning how to? Because it became very clear that Elliot, uh, Elliot's a child. Uh, Elliot, Elliot was the one who had the hardest to dealing with the dad not being there. Yeah. So ET was in a weird way, not well, not like a surrogate father, mm-hmm. but like a, an emotional thing to fill in the spot that his dad's not there for. Um, so for me, uh, Elliot letting go of ET or see, accepting that ET's going mm-hmm. is part of the, the closing of that arc for me. All right. So for me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> once again what, i am justin that's what my, res- my response has been <sighs> reduced to <laughs> once again i am justin i love et not <laughs> as much again, as raiders and jaws but I'm i do Matt, love et i hate et all right well <laughs> <laughs> plugs yeah yeah um what you got for me, justin? i'll start off okay so you can check out my writings on agentsofguard.com i write practically every monday except for this monday I did not write my weekly write-up on movies that are coming out because I'm fucking busy with a certain convention in San Diego. Which one's uh, that? Uh, the what? convention? I've never... Oh, the convention in San Diego? Like a convention in San Diego? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's no, every it year. Doesn't seem like a convention town to me. No, no. It's all you'd be surprised, sir. That, I Mr. Mean, Mr. Thinks Kazam's better than E.T. <laughs> I don't even know where you would have a convention in San Diego. It's like, I don't even know... Well, no, there's a giant convention center. What's that? It's a convention center. No, no, no. You're no, thinking no. of Anaheim. No, 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 sir, sir. You think of Anaheim, sir? Sir, I, I hate to, I hate to burst your bubble, but there is a convention in San Diego called San Diego Comic Con. Oh, that one. Yeah, That's right. I'm going to that. Oh, are you too? But yeah. Oh, cool. We're both going to be I there. <laughs> um, uh, just hanging out, respectively. But I'll be there, just giving out. Yeah. By this point, this episode's out. This, there's no point of plugging how we're going to be at Comic Con. Yeah, because so. this will not be released till after we're back. So we're coming back from Comic Con, but my brain is getting ready to leave for Comic Con. Yeah. I will be there. Uh, but also. 
uh, no. That's, I, I write for Rage's Guard every week. So that is my when home. this comes out, th that week will have a, a, a article by you, presumably. Yes, it's true. I'll probably be talking <laughs> about how fucking tired I am yeah. <laughs> after being at Comic-Con for a week. Um, yep, yep. Find me on uh, Twitter at Justin Kizon. And the key is on. Uh, Matt. Go to BenviewNetwork.com. Check out all the shows on there. Shows like Benson's Boombox, Shut Up Leonard, which is about community, and which we crossed over with for April Fool's, you may remember. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, Popsicles, uh, Matt Brenner Wrestling Show, and Pick Your Path, which is a, unlike anything else. It, it is a choose-your-own-adventure-style podcast that's chapters like an audiobook, so you can, you can decide what the story is yourself. It's called Pick Your Path, and it's on BenviewNetwork.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson. That's Dr. Matt Benson. You can follow this show on Twitter at Ben on Steve, and you can write us an email at BenViewOnSpielberg at gmail.com. Uh, it would be cool of you if you did things to us on iTunes, like rate us, review us, and subscribe to us. Those all help us out. Those are all good. And join us next month, where our movie will be the Twilight Zone movie. Plus, should I say what the plus is now? Do you Go remember, ahead. Do you remember what the plus is? Go ahead. We're going to combine them since Spielberg only did one segment of the Twilight Zone movie, and we're not going to talk about the rest of that bullshit. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about Spielberg's segment from the Twilight Zone movie and uh, two episodes of Night Gallery, directed by Steven Spielberg, another Rod Serling work, of course. So we're going a little bit scary. Yeah. Spooky. Well, well you'd think scary or spooky. We'll talk about the Twilight Zone segment when we get to it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. See you next month. See you next month. Kevin McCauley. And I'm Bev McCauley. And we run the Dinner Party Small Talk Comedy Podcast. We got all kinds of comedy. We got situational comedy. We got observational comedy. We got improvisational comedy. But we don't have puns. No! If you want puns, then you can rack off. If you like puns, then you're an idiot. Wait, I like puns. Shut up! So listen in to our new episodes every fortnight. Kind of. And if you don't like it, then you can get stuffed. Dinner party small talk. Where the big issues take a back seat to dinner party small talk. Yep. Hello out there in Benview Podcast Land. My name is Josh and this is Jesse. Hello. And we happen to do a podcast about video games called the Extra Damage Cast. Indeed we do. If you like to talk about video games or more accurately listen to other people talk about video games, you should check out our podcast. It's at extradamage.com or on the Benview Network website, whatever that is. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.